Welcome to episode 338 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 338 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? On fire, Bevan. He's not on fire, team. He's in a lot of trouble. A little bit His mediocre. world is crumbling, isn't it? <laughs> it's a little bit He comes around here every, every, what, Tuesday morning and normally at 6, 6.30. He's normally got his gear on, his bike here. He's always got the Iron Man New Zealand jersey from, or yeah, yeah. from when? From the Kona one, from 2005. Yep, it's probably a little bit old now, but he keeps, yeah. you know, it just shows me that he's still got it. Project 2014's happening. Yeah, kind, kind of ironic that I'm talking about Project 2014 today and the wheels are falling off today. The wheels are crumbling to the full. Today he turns up, casual gear, but he hasn't even really looked like he's tried. No. He <laughs> looks like he's fallen out of bed. And it's just whatever was on the ground from yesterday he's put on. Is that what happened? It's very much what happened. Very much what happened. So I'm thinking his undies aren't that clean right now, yeah. but that's okay. And uh, what's happening, John? Just a little bit ill. A little bit a little, ill? A little bit, of, a little bit of vertigo going on. Something we'll, we'll, we'll find out later on today. Vertigo? So tell us what, what vertigo feels like. Just dizzy. He's so dizzy. Interestingly, though, a few people came <clears throat> back from Auckland from the, uh, the World Triathlon Champs. They've been staying in real high rises, and uh, they came back and they've had terrible vertigo. Really? And they're not quite sure if it was that or if it was something else, but they were um, never a, heard a, cu- of a couple of people who were struggling. But oh. it could have been some sickness. Maybe maybe it's water. passed on to you then. Could be. Maybe, maybe it's a high-rise vertical. Could be. <laughs> okay, then I'm talking proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofwai.com. Oh, the tasty coffee. Maybe they'll get rid of your vertigo. Maybe it will. Mm. Go smack a few of those down when I get yeah. home. Athlinks.com. You could tell people about your vertigo on Athlinks. I could. Yeah. Uh, and Extreme Endurance. That could be the other remedy as well for <laughs> your vertigo. It fixes everything. <laughs> it gets rid of everything. Okay, guys, in this week's show, what have we got happening? We've got a bit of news. We've got an age group of the week. We do have an age grouper? I think so, yep. Yes, we do. We do. We have a high five. We have a website of the week. Oh, it's a bit of a traditional show today. Very traditional. And a coach's corner. Where I'm talking about Project 14. Which He's is yawning. Going but the, you know what it's like when people yawn and then it's contagious? Yes. Because don't yawn too much because I feel like yawning now. Okay. okay. Uh, and Project 14, um, the, it's been going fantastically. The wheels are falling off, but I'm just going to give people a rundown of uh, what I'm doing at the moment. People are liking the 2014. I think one of the reasons people are liking the 2014 is that last six months of the show, well, last the Lance period, we'll refer back to that as the mm. Lance period, was, was a bit bleak. It was a bit. Everything was about cheats and drugs and crap. And Project 2014 is bringing the aspiration back into the game, John. You, everybody can come on the journey with me. That's right. You can live the dream of John. Yeah. Okay, news. Well, it's a big weekend for a uh, challenge for a few reasons. Um, first of all, they announced that they have a new expansion of another race in Challenge in Rimini. Rimini in, in Italy. It's a half distance and it will be spectacular. They have. Why? Uh, we looked at p- trying to get to uh, Rimini for when we did Epic Camp Italy. Uh, it's a beautiful big lake, riding's fantastic. And the one thing they've got there that's really, really good that um, I know uh, Marky P, the Curly Freight Train. Oh, Marky P. He goes over there uh, to this place and they've got a, a cycling, uh, sort of a cycling hotel, which is basically oh, yes, a real, real bike friendly hotel. <laughs> and there's all these oldies there that can take you out on these classic bike rides. So it's, it's a real 
um, bit of a mecca for training. It's, it sounds fantastic, and it just it just looks beautiful. When when I looked at it, it looked uh, outstanding. So I'm sure that's going to be another very successful race. And Italy is very much, I think, an untapped market. I yeah, so as we were talking about this, I just can't. Is there any races in Italy? There's races, but there's no. Um, there's no series races. There's no. There's no ITU races. There's no. Uh, did WTC maybe put on a seventy point three this year? I can't remember. But is, it, is, it, is triathlon a sport there as such? You know, like got a few decent people. I don't know how big it is, but it's pretty conducive um, climate for triathlon, and there's a hell of a lot of cyclists. So I don't quite know. Mm-mm. Anyway, should be a great race. Well, the, the bigger news is probably that they've taken over the Phuket race, which is kind of speculated last week, but it's official now. Yes, and uh, that's going to be really interesting. It is uh, so yeah, they're going to create like a week long festival by the sound of it, where you start off with. Is it uh, a week? Is it? We start off with the Laguna Phuket Triathlon, which is not part of Challenge, but it's sort of starting off the festival, and they're all they're all sort of sponsored. It's it's all very much promoting the Phuket area as a tourist destination, and that's just a classic race. It's brilliant. It's just a little bit different, uh, and then it sounds like they're going to have a, a week long series of um, you yeah, know they'll have a, a kids race during the week. They'll have it's uh, kind of what they do in Monaco, isn't it? Yeah, and then and then they'll have the seventy point three at the end of the week as well. Yes. Well, they're also taking on some other races in Asia, aren't they? Well, that's what it, it's certainly sounding like. Yeah, they're going to have uh, an Asian series. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have announced anything yet from what I could see. What I was very interested in, though, was uh, the Challenge family's expansion into Asia um, with the appointment of Mur- Murphy Reinschreiber as the, uh, to the Challenge team. He's basically going to be the race director, isn't he? Yeah, which is very interesting because he's just left WTC. So who is he? Uh, so he was, prior to the um, acquisition of USM Sports, which are now basically running uh, triathlon for New Zealand, Australia and the Asia-Pacific region, he was basically the director of Asia-Pacific <coughs> for WTC. So he was a direct employee for WTC, yep. whereas now they've essentially bought USM, Market, USM Sports, which are now doing all that. So he was out of a job. Oh, okay. Um, whether he was pushed or or by option, I'm not quite sure. Or just unfortunate. But, but he's got huge experience um, in terms, and he's one of the original sports marketing guys, for, specifically for triathlon. He's managed um, in the early days, managed most of the big the big kahunas, um, and the big kahunas. Yeah, he's got a lot of experience, and he's got a lot of experience in Asia. He's put on a lot of races in China. Um, I think he I'm almost positive he used to work for. Uh, what's the big sports marketing company? IM, IMG. Oh, okay, yep, yep. So he's got huge connections in Asia. So I think that's uh, WTC's loss potentially and uh, a big gain for Challenge if they weren't looking to expand into Asia. He, so he was a race director as well, often for like the Ironman China and things like that. Yep. You need experience in Asia to be able to run races uh, over there well. So, so connections help. Yeah, so that could be Although big in order. saying that, WTC can't have been that unhappy in losing them because they got rid of him. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good on challenge bringing him on board and obviously will help their brand expand and, and build, you know, tap into relationships he has, but, you know, WTC did kind of get rid of him. So, yeah. you know, Mackie brought up a pretty good point um, just in the PR piece that Victoria sent through, just saying how, um, you know, Challenge now have three of the oldest races in the calendar. So Challenge wrote the oldest Ironman in uh, Germany, Tim Penticton's North America's mm-hmm. oldest Ironman, and now Asia, they've got the oldest in Phuket. So, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of doing well to sweep up. You know, like, 
races are always going to come and go, but I think it's important that we there is some history in our sport in some of these races. You know, like it's a pity that Nice lost its prestige. You know, for a lot of people out there who are in the sport, you know, it wasn't really until I started to learn about the history that I knew Nice was such a great race in its day. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of lost that mojo that it had in the past. But you know, it's cool that Challenger <laughs> kind of jumping on board with these races that potentially could be left behind by the WTC. Mm. And who um, knows? Hopefully, with the sort of Championship races, they start to build up. You know, Frankfurt becomes a, an iconic race. Now, um, Melbourne, if they stick with Melbourne, becomes an iconic race, hopefully. But I kind of feel those inner city ones, you need just a little bit extra spark. You know, that's why Penticton's quite different because it's just that big, big loop and you get out of town and it's a really cool course. That's why Lanzarote's got that amazing feel to it because it's, it's a real challenge. Whereas when you're riding up and down a a motorway, yeah, it's still going to be a great race and going to have really good vibe, but maybe just not that little something extra. Rote is, you know, Rote's fantastic because you're out in the countryside and you want the support and the support, and you've got those hills that you ride up, and, and plus it's very fast. So, yeah. John, I always ask Felix every time I, I interview him, is when are they going to have their championship race? And he always mm-hmm. says, You always ask me that, but yeah. how long do you think it's going to be? I don't know. I don't know if that's a big motivator for them at the moment. Don't you think? No, I think, you know, their focus is, they always say their focus is on the athletes. I think they definitely want to look after the pro athletes and that's um, that's uh, a motivator for them. But I think they would, my my impression is they're more interested on putting on high quality races in good areas, making sure they look after all the age groupers and that's a, more important to them than worrying about putting on a championship race. I don't see it happening. Do you think it'd be good for their brand? To have a championship race that was significant. If they didn't do it, you got off lots of money and you got to get a good field. Otherwise, it'll just be another. Where this is a championship race, but kind of isn't really. You'd have to have really big, decent money. So if they pulled out a million bucks, that'd be fantastic, and and all the pros would go. As long as it did, I still think Kona's always. You're gonna have to be able to trump Kona in a big way if you wanted people not to do Kona. But if you did it... Uh, yeah, but as we were saying before, if you look at Nice, Nice was the big race. You know, Kona and Nice, I mean, there was a period of time when Nice could have been the bigger race. Uh, you know, like races do come and go. And, and Yeah, but back then Kona was not as big a deal as it is now. No, but more my point is that Nice died. And so it's not that a race like Kona does have history and it's got so much going for it. But if Challenge could guarantee that for the next 10 years they're going to... Because like, I think if you go, one this year we're going to do it. You know, you might you get all the pros here because the money's going to be good, but it doesn't really have, you know, people are like, oh, is it going to be here next year? But if you know that for 10 years they're going to commit this huge amount of money to putting on a, you know, a championship, you know, real championship, mm. and it was competitive timing-wise with Kona. Yeah, it wrote, wrote time. Yeah, you know, like it would be pretty interesting. Mm. It, it just does it expose them more. Like as a brand, does it help build their brand more? Yes. You think, <laughs> you, you think it would? Yeah, yeah. I just don't know how the, the, the their challenge is, well, whether they want to or not, challenge is, is, challenge. Is, is, is to get into the US media a bit more. Yeah, and that's, and if you had all the best guns, mm. you know. Well, I, see, I see competitor groups just being bought out by another private equity company. Yeah, but I was talking about Bob, that happens. That's yeah, just yeah. the way it works. Yeah, it's not going to change. They're going to be like, it. they buy it and they go, okay, it's a three-year strategy, increase it. And apparently um, that they did really well. Mm. In the last group So you mm. know that's, that's, that's how they roll John It is That's how they roll Okay Hits Triathlon Happened last weekend And we got a, uh, an email Through from um, Barry Siff Yep And uh, so And, and, and a couple of other people I the results 
okay, oh, well, maybe you should get a new Mac because I can. That's a good call. <laughs> I, I'm going to go buy a new Mac today. Um, it sounds like they're starting to make some good, some good progress because we had good. a couple of emails and a couple of people post, po- posting on Facebook saying, you know, they're starting to head in the right direction and, uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and good. I mean, the, the iron distance field is still not massive, but it's um, – it's uh, it's getting big, you know. They have forty six guys and forty six guys, eleven girls, um, and but I, I don't know how many they had across the other races. But as long as you've got really good numbers across the half in the Olympic, then it's going to have a, have a good vibe. So it sounds like they're heading in the right direction. Fra- Frank Kurverek uh, uh, took it out in a very close race, nine fifty five, only fifteen seconds ahead of Adam Foltz. Wow, and fifteen then, seconds. Yes, nine fifty five. Uh, wow! Flat, and then nine fifty-five, fifteen, and F- Adam, maybe potentially with a bit of team racing going on here, was uh, was only um, just over a minute in front of, I assume, his brother or potentially his father or his son. Um, <laughs> Brian Foltz was in third and nine fifty-six thirty. So wait a second, a minute between one, two, and three. Uh, a minute and a half between one, two, and three. Oh, yeah, you don't get that much. Yeah, and they were oh yeah, they were nailing down the winner as well because Frank uh, ran a three fifty six, and the two Fultz boys ran uh, a three forty three. So they've been running them down, and they couldn't only got within fifteen seconds. Oh man, it's pretty exciting. That's got to hurt. That's got to hurt the big one. Well, um, Barry Siff just sent through saying um, Iron Cowboy. He did his 30th Ironman, no doubt. Wait a second. Ten, finished 10th place in 11.54, James Lawrence. James Cowboy, Iron Cowboy Lawrence did his 30th uh, full Iron race this year. So it's interesting because we had to have a guy on a few weeks ago, Jason Langston, and uh, he, 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 he kind of did, what was it, 48 Ironman in 40 weeks or something like that, or three months yeah. or something like that. But he incredible, did, he didn't, incredible memory you've got for names, Bevan. Oh, you know me, mate. I'm just details, you know. <laughs> just, I'm legendary. It's a bit of an inside joke. But but he didn't do races. And, yes. you know, and James, the Iron Cowboy, Lawrence, has done 30 full distance races. Mm. And um, so, interesting. Nice work. Which one do you like better? Sorry? Oh, <laughs> you've got to do the race. I mean, you don't have to do the races, but it's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's probably a hell of a lot more cost. Although that guy was doing them in all the different states and stuff. So he was just driving to the next state, yeah. HD, wasn't he? But yeah, it's just not, there's not races in every state, I'd imagine. So, you know joking. what they are, John? What? Both of them are legends because yes. it's both amazing achievements. Also, just uh, Barry sent through, just that the guy from NASCAR, Jimmy Johnson, who you heard yeah. of Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy Johnson, yep. He's your favourite NASCAR driver, there's isn't a, he? There's, a, there's an athlete from uh, Denmark, the very good pro athlete, Jimmy Johnson, as well. Oh, there is too. Mm. Maybe it's the same guy. I don't think so. Probably not, so because Jimmy Johnson, the race car driver, makes twenty million a year, and he had a pretty good performance. A year, John. Yeah, what a year! That's that's like one of our sponsors for a year as well. Yeah, that's what we make. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We only do it because we love it. Coffees of Y. Yeah, crank over twenty million a year. Twenty million. It's just one. Yeah, and we got what four or five sponsors. Yeah, we're making a hundred mil a year on the show. It's easy, loving it. Um, Jimmy Johnson, he had a pretty good race, all right? He swam twenty four, biked one hundred six, and ran forty two for a two seventeen in Olympic distance. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. Although those race car drivers are fit, aren't they? Generally, yes. John, I've got a challenge. Yes. Jimmy Johnson. Versus Jensen Button. Jensen Button would smoke his ass, basically. Really? Jensen Button is proper fast. He's like... Oh, is he proper fast, is he? Yeah, like... That's he, a pommy saying, isn't it? He's, yeah, he's like, you know, top age group and not just... Like that 217, great, really good performance, but Jensen Button would be like two hours. 
Yeah, he's fast. Yeah, but I heard it was a hard course, slow course by about 17 minutes. Could be. Somebody who wasn't making it slow was a good friend of the show we met in Kona, Jennifer Lensk, remember, at um, breakfast, at at, uh, Endurance Sport Travel Breakfast, and she was... Oh, she won it. Yeah, she won it. Last time racing as an age grouper, and she's going to race pro next year. She did a 106 swim, 526, and a 341, 1021, take it out. John? Yeah? We got an email from Jason. Yes. It's the husband. Yes, I know. And, and age group of the week. What? He asked if she could be age group of the week. Did he? Yeah. I thought he was just saying she had a great race. No, he's saying. Well, we've got two age groups of the week. So first one, <laughs> Jennifer Lentz. You are our age group, group of, of the week. week. Female age grouper of the week. Are you a new sexist this week, are yeah. you? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Because that's pretty awesome. She won overall. She beat um, Ashley Paulson um, by uh, 17 minutes. But then Deborah Batigila who is just like wins every single hits race that there is, uh, she crushed her in third place. Wait a second, so where did... So Jennifer what was first. Okay, and... Deborah Batigula was in third, and she's like won just about every single hits race has been. So her age grouper is... Jennifer. Jennifer, you rock. Nice. They were a lovely couple too, weren't they? Texas? Austin, Austin Texas. Yeah and, yeah, and he works at the rival bike shop to Lance Armstrong's bike shop. Yes. Yeah. They're doing all right now. They're doing all right now. Right? <laughs> like, oh, this is good for business. <laughs> Loving yeah. it because they're, they're always kind of like the, you know, the cousin down the road. You exactly. know, now that the cool crew in town. Well, there you go. So, age group of the week number one. Okay. Also, uh, Mecca one Phuket seventy point three. John. He did, and I haven't got the results in front of me. Well, I have because um, I've, I've done my piece. He, he beat Rudy Wild. Rudy Wild is a pretty good athlete. He won the Laguna Phuket race the weekend before, and a very good. Uh, he beat him by three I, minutes. Yeah, basically just smoked him on the run. Um, so good performance by Maka. Yep, and then we've got Tamaya coming in third, and then the yeah. girl side of things are a little bit different. Uh, Rollinson, not the girl. The girl who's changed her name, who got married, and Melissa. Melissa. Huge child, yeah, that go with that, yeah, yep, yep. and crushed then crushed it. She killed everybody. Four twenty three, and then I'm trying to find the second female. Blind Bl- Granger was second. I don't even have the results in front of me. I don't know them. Well, the website's piece. not very good, John. Don't blame me. Filter by get by six. Okay, I'm going to. Yeah, and, here we go. And then we had um, Dr. Tamsin Lewis. I think was in third place. Maybe she was fourth. No, John. Bl- Bl- no, John. R- 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 here we go. The second one, memory. John, you're wrong. Okay, R- 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 tell me first, second, third. So you had Melissa Halstein. Yes, good first, work. And then you had Radonovic or whatever, the, the, the Czech girl, I think she is. Uh, Red. Yeah, Vidonica. Yeah, so I was yep. pretty. Yeah, and then you had Belinda Granger in yes. third. And Tamsin, Dr. Tamsin Lewis, not Tamsin Lewis, Dr. Tamsin Lewis in fourth place. Just, a minute between her and Belinda. Just getting been by Belinda. That was a pretty good memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. That, that vertigo is really not affecting you now, is it? You found your mojo. You come into the studios. It's, kick, it's kicking my memory into and you got your, your remedies happened. Mm. You should just hang out with me more. I think I'm your remedy in life. Sure, that do you hear it? Um, <laughs> and a few. I, I, the, the Timex two two six. I haven't even yeah, checked. What was all this about? I, I haven't checked if the results are up there yet. But the Timex two two six was what on is this? last week. It was a iron distance race last weekend. Where? In the Philippines. And you've got this is classic. You've got to see this. The little. The little. Animals on the tree. Uh, hold on a second. Wait a second. He's pulling something up. I'm looking at so the list. We'll we had 65 people doing the race. Does it have? Can you see any results or not? No, it's just got. You've just got a list of participants. Okay, you got to you got to look at the Timex 226 video and and, and where am I going? Uh, down the left hand side, Timex 226 video. This looks like a beautiful race. I've raced once in the Philippines before. Okay, so I pulled it uh, up. It's pretty nice. It's four minutes long. Just just start playing it and hold the microphone up to it. Okay, it's pretty pretty entertaining. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, here we go. I'm turning. Sorry, sorry for the mic noise. Sorry, Philippines. The Philippines. 
first and last iron distance triathlon happened in 2002. That's 226 kilometers of sheer power. Who's, who's doing the voice? <laughs> and iron will. The longest in the country's triathlon history. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty cool it's voice. Pretty cool the voice. longest in the triathlon history. <laughs> but seriously, it goes on like that for four minutes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty sad. But it looks like a beautiful race, but sorry, no results. But it's... Uh, I got last year's results. Do you want okay, me to put up those? Pull up, pull up last year's okay, results. last year's results were coming in in first place was Anglid um, McShebe in a time of 18.18. There we go. 10.18. Yeah. I was thinking 18 hours. But he's Ten, out there for a while. 10.18. Yeah. Nice Ten work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No good did the race last year. Yeah. Well, maybe they did, but I couldn't be bothered finding it. Anyway. um a commitment. Challenge, no, Ironman Western Australia is coming up, John. And again, I couldn't get the list up because my PDFs aren't working today. Um, right. It's got I a nice do, tone in your head there. I can do that for you, Bevan. Um, I'll look after that. I've got to give Ironman Western Australia a little bit of love because we went on their I've website. done a good job of that. And, uh, and I've got everything sorted by... Oh, go oh, Western Australia. I can see what you... I can see your problem here. It was working on my other computer. Uh, you got the give, same. Buy yourself a new, new computer, John. Buy myself a new computer. Uh <laughs> Now, I'm Western, I'm in Western Australia, has lost his mojo a little bit in terms of... Field? Well, in terms of, um, yeah, pathetic prize money and poor points. points. So it's going to struggle to attract a really good field. And in that field, I think Mitchell... He's won it before, hasn't he? Yeah. Participant list. Let's see if it goes works okay from the website. What's up with Max, Bevan? Told you not to get one. What's up How many it? years have I said you don't buy a okay, Mac? Okay, hold on. I've got, I've got solution number two. Startless. I have this under Dropbox, Western Australia. Did you, I wonder why you put that on Dropbox. Well, because good old Brent Campbell has been sending them through, but because it was on the website, I kind of just... Uh, good old Brent Campbell saved the day. The Brent Campbell saved the day. Again. And I'm just going to scroll Jeez, that swim does look beautiful, doesn't it? Where was that? On the pier in Western Australia. Yeah, as long as you don't get eaten by a shark. Oh, yeah, we'll just swim faster. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Seriously, team, it probably looks like one of the most beautiful swims. They've got this long, um, what's it called? Pier. Pier, that's it, yeah. Yep. And uh, you get to eat it. You do get to eat it, exactly. <laughs> long so, pier, and I think you swim along beside the pier, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, so we've got oh, M- Mitchell stunning. Anderson. Apparently he had a bike crash the other day, and so not quite sure if he's going to be... But is he racing Pro John? Because remember he won it, and mm-hmm. then he came back as an age grouper. Mm-hmm. And there was all that controversy, and I think he got like fifth as an age grouper or something like that. Well, he's, he's listed as racing pro, so I, I, assume, I assume so. If you're going to do a few races, you might as well race pro. Get some if, money, eh? Basically, and, and it's more cost-effective. 750 bucks US and now in Australia you know you've got enough 70.3s and enough uh, does it falls. cover both yeah yeah covers just, just a pro yeah um, so it's got a, it's got a, it's just got a, it's, it's got a smattering of, of very good Australians in there uh, you've got Josh Ricks you've got good old um, oh where's his name Tim Shortest? Van, Van Burkle yep Jason Shortest is in there and then on the girls side of things I did see Rebecca Keats name pop up well there. she's got to be favourite uh, she'd have to be favourite also got a uh, good Kiwi girl Belinda Harper who finished uh, was fastest age grouper a couple of years ago in Kona so nobody who is really in Britta Martin as well uh, nobody who's really jumping out of there saying holy moly look out um, I'm coming to smash you guys um, it's pretty real isn't again. it it is, but reality of uh, it's a new world the, the, the tiered job. system that they have <clears throat> attracting pros is going to be challenged. Joanna Carrot's racing there as well. Good friend. Oh, Joe Carrot. Mm. Nice. Mm. Lordy, lordy. 
Yeah, exactly. Is he racing as well? He will be I would assume so. Yeah. John. Yeah. Probably the biggest news this week, which yeah. you've left the last part of the news, which is always good to see. Second last. Second last, so that's yeah. good. Uh, Chrissy is officially retired. No great surprises, though. I don't know. I, I, I'd say I, I was I was banking on about 70-30, 70% chance of... Uh, was, that your, was that your bet, was it? Yeah, 70% chance of uh, not carrying on, 30%. So I wouldn't have been... Wouldn't have been uh, shocked and dismayed had she made a comeback, but I was thinking more likely not. It's funny, what I, what I find really interesting about Chrissy is that she wasn't in a sport for a very long time, was she? No. Four years, five years yeah. max? Yeah. You know, came on, won everything, yeah. and left. But like uh, Mary Beth Ellis, excluding her kind of results, uh, undefeated over Iron Distance Racing. Well, uh, that's, sorry, Mary Beth, but it's a little bit Not quite the same league. Not quite the same league. I wonder if she's been beat. She was beaten over. She, did, well, she lost half. a couple halves. Yeah, but only probably. She, Julie she didn't race, didn't she? Yeah, she didn't race many halves. She always used to do Eagle Man, uh, and she crushed everybody <coughs> at that. But maybe there was one or two that she didn't win. So how did she go down in history? She has to go down as the best female athlete ever, doesn't she? Because hmm. she was victorious outside of. Yes. You know, like if you look at um, Paula, mm-hmm. she won Kona a lot, but oh, wasn't yeah. dominant outside of Kona. Then you look at Erin, who was yeah. dominant outside of Kona, mm-hmm. but didn't quite win Kona every time. But they had longer careers. Yeah, yeah, and they did it. They, they managed to do it over all distance. So I, I, she's she obviously she's the iron, iron distance. I'm talking here. Yeah, she's she's um, obviously she's obviously the fastest ever. Yep. Um, whether she'll go down as the greatest ever, I think that's one of those things. Pretty tricky to d- debate that. But, but, but John, we're debating it. What's your thought? Well. Hmm. Maybe we should get Molina on about this one because he's got no, he's got blood in it. Yeah, I haven't given it a huge amount of thought. Probably the most most impressive female specimen, I think. Um, Is that what you were going to call? <laughs> just gonna, she's back. I thought Joe was an A babe. Yeah, <laughs> because it's so rare that you get somebody with the full package that comes along. So she was obviously naturally freakishly just designed for triathlon, but then she had this mind that. Yeah, she was, she was the ultimate athlete, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she, but she had, you, know, you, see, you see some athletes that are talented is not the right word, but just they've got the physiology to, to make it happen. And she yep. clearly had that. But then she had the, the mind work, yeah, where, she, where she was just going to work and just get everything out of her. Um, and then you, you, know, you often have people in the middle there. But then you had this whole other side to her that made her an incredible marketing, um, incredible for the marketers that she had all this other stuff going on in life. She wasn't just an athlete. So just... Um, yeah, an incredible person for the sport. She, to me, she has to go down to the best. And and the and as an Ironman female Ironman athlete, an Ironman distance. And the only reason I say that is that she smashed the world records. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Like you know, she did a couple of things. A, like no one competed with her. You know, her mm. last race and her press release about her leaving. She was saying she her last race was her ultimate race. You know, mm. and and. She she shouldn't have won that race. Exactly. You know, there's no way she should have won that race, yeah. and, and she just she just she just had another. She was three steps of where the girls are now. Mm. You know, ahead, and you know the girls' game has been benefited so much from Christy being in the game because they've just mm. stepped up to another level, and the girls have responded so amazingly well. But you know, she won Kona undefeated there, and, and the victory she had were really great. Um, she got the world record outside of Kona. The record she got she. It was like 20 minutes, wasn't it? Wrote is insane. Is it 8.18 or 8.19? Something like that. You know, just absolutely ridiculous, you know. Mm. And to me, that really, you know, she was just, you know, undefeated. 
Because you got to think that the year that we went and did wrote two thousand and seven, um, eight, two thousand and eight. Yep. Well done. Yeah. Good memory. Uh, I, I was obviously in that race with the the two girls that went on and and set the fastest times. Um, did they beat you? They did. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. Beat me too. I, I let them have that one. I yeah. sort of don't want to get. I don't want to be like the. Did you Did you watch the coverage of of the Auckland race where there was that bloody tall whoever he was from? Uh, I think it was from France. When he got Brown, lapped, did he? He got lapped, and then he ran with them for ages, and was like, "Get out of the picture! Hey, Seriously, mate. get out of the picture!" I didn't want him. to be that guy running with the girls there and, and wrote. I just didn't. didn't yeah, want that. that's why he didn't beat you away. Yeah, yeah. you're such you're anyway, such a good person, John. But, but anyway, they went. Uh, what did they go there? I think they went eight forty eight, and like that was just insane. Oh yeah, you just go, holy moly! You've set the new fastest world time that's had been standing since nineteen either ninety four or ninety one or something like yep. that. And then Chrissy just comes along and obliterates it. So. By 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, no, to me, she has to go down as the greatest. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing against the other greatest. You know, mm. we've got some really great athletes in the sport. But, and unfortunately, we, I think that the, the sad thing is we probably won't see the best. I think she probably had a, a faster race than her. I don't know. Well, if you go experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you go say, endurance base. And, mm, mm. But, you also need the mind as well. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was about and to she say. obviously didn't have it. So, you know, sad thing for the sport, and it'll be interesting to watch her progress moving forward. She's, she, you know, from day one, we had an interview with her very early on in her career, and, you know, you always got that sense with Christy that there was a bigger purpose to all this, and um, she's obviously decided that this moment in time is about chasing that bigger purpose, and pretty sure while we may not see her on the race course much, we'll definitely see a lot more of her in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the other piece of news, the last piece of news, and it's an interesting piece of news, the WTC have clarified or made some slight adjustments to their outside assistance rules. In, um and this comes from the incident at the Miami 70.3 where the uh, Austrian drug cheat girl uh, teamed up with her partner or husband, allegedly, because she's, she's actually trying to sue people now. For, I know. Uh, for, so the, the timing mats and the photographic What's her name? Hutt Hitler. Hitler? Hitler? Hutt Hitler. <laughs> I'm not sure. What's a good one's name? Lisa. It, we'll call her Lisa. But anyway, what came out of that was, uh, and she also tried to bribe. Oh, yeah. The guilt the the does not come across very well. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, she gets done for EPO, two year ban, but she also got an extra three months because she was trying to bribe the anti doping officials. <laughs> so her ethics aren't obviously that high. No. And then, so they looked at the timing chips, and every time she went over a timing chip, her partner was pretty much there. Yeah. You know, the guy was two minutes out of the water faster, slowed down. He dropped out of the run as soon as they finish the bike yeah I'm not going to say he's a cheat because he's taking people to court but allegedly <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look very good so WTC now have clarified that they, they always had a ruling in there that this could technically um, be considered outside assistance but now now they've said they are going to start uh, potentially enforcing this it's going to be to be it's, it's a be tricky, tricky one isn't it yeah it's uh, they, they said they, they don't want to go out there and start um, hitting up uh, husband and wives uh, who are age groupers you know 13 hours just and from, yeah. you're on the journey out there together and uh, and they want to use that as motivation they're not going out doing that but they're saying they're basically reserving the right that they may well enforce this rule in a pro situation where it looks uh, blatantly obvious um, and it doesn't actually say what the infringement well they is. haven't they, they haven't actually officially announced what it is yet what the mm. ruling is and they've said here's what we're looking at it was Jimmy Ricky Teller wasn't it yep, yeah yep. and uh, just saying um, you know here's what we think we need to do um, we're still ironing out the, the wrinkles within it um, and they haven't announced what that will be and what the penalties will be um, good on them this needs to be a step that's done but it's a tricky one to enforce yeah 
Yeah. It is a trigger to enforce, but and it's only really going to affect the female pros. It's going to have to be pretty blatant, for, I think, for them to get busted. But the thing is, it sounds like in this race it was pretty blatant, yes, and, yes. and they didn't get caught on the course. Yeah. So yeah. is it about more marshals? Is it about mm. you know like? Mm. Would you want to do a race where you saw marshals the whole race? Wouldn't bother me at all. Wouldn't it? Yeah. No, not at all. Um, no. For the pros, I mean, it's overkill to do it for, for all the age groupers, but for the pros, certainly. Mm. So When you're in front of the race, you've always got people around you, haven't you? Exactly. And then uh, when, you, when you're in the front of the, the Ironman South Africa, yeah. would you have media in front of you? Uh, yeah, yeah, not, no, not much, like one, one vehicle. And it's not like that it was live televised, you might just have one coming up. Was the helicopter going, above? No. No, this was the days before Ironman Live. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we finished off our auctions last week for our Kona Schwag, which also had the signed um, O2 Creations t-shirts. This is a bit of your project. I don't even know what was happening. Yeah. What happened? Um, so Robbie Collins and Sean Goods uh, took it out, and we raised about 300 bucks US. Sweet. And that's got all of that. We get none of that. It yeah. goes all to Challenge Athletes Foundation. Great. So all it took was us just wandering, wandering around the... Um, the only problem was getting it back to New Zealand, wasn't it? Yeah, I, well, I, took, I brought it all back. It wasn't a problem for you. Yeah, I had no problem. I had my bloody, my bag, <laughs> uh, my Iron Man bag, and it was chocker. That was like, I don't know, it was quite a bit. I haven't actually posted the stuff yet, guys. It's, it's going in the post the next couple of days. But it's good, a good amount of swag. Got all those signatures in what there. Do, what, what do you do with the Essex shoes in the end? Uh, I'm selling them as well, and that's going into the pot. So we'll probably get about 500 bucks, won't we? Yeah, the Essex shoes don't go for that much on Trade Me, uh. unfortunately. Shoes don't, because mm. I used to get I'm brand new. I get given a lot of shoes, and you know, I used to get pile up of shoes. Yeah. And so what I used to do is occasionally just sell them on trade. Me, and these are brand new, you know, really mm. cool Nike shoes or whatever, and uh, forty bucks. Yeah. Uh, so what I've started doing is because there's no point in selling them. Yeah. So now I have a stockpile because I figure eventually I'm not going to get free shoes. Yeah. So literally in my bedroom right now I have twenty pair of new shoes because yeah. one day I'll twenty be, for a fact. If I go in there and I count, I'll count twenty. Go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you go. No, I have. There's, there's lots of them, and uh, and even some in the garage as well. Yes. And but the thing is, because one day I won't get free shoes because I'm going to be old and crusty. Yeah. But then I'll look cool because I'll have retro shoes. I'll look after you, Ben. We'll get a shoe sponsor. Here we go. Here we go. John will be working on. It. Okay, sponsor. Right, let me pull this up. Athlinks have got some cool new things going on, and they've even done it on Bevan's profile, which is uh, which makes it interesting. So if you've ever been in a race. Well, I think it's got a new feature going on. They've, they've, they've done a little um, demo on. You'll have to put this link up onto um, onto our Facebook page. Okay, our, we go. Our, because they've done a little. Um, say you're in a race and you're thinking, what if I had biked three minutes quicker? John, that's what everyone does yeah. after a race. Yeah, they're going, if I'd biked three minutes quicker, where would have I finished? Oh, they have used my race. And this is if, awesome. You rock. And what if I. And this has even got you, uh, this is place here, transition uh, num- T2, you were number one transitions. Number one. If I had had a quicker transition, where would I finish in my age group, etc.? And And obviously you can go through and scan through this all the results. This is awesome, John. So Bevan, um, Bevan uh, so, so Bevan, if Bevan changed his swim time to, oops, that's, what's that there? That's the swim time there. So wait a second, what's happening here? Just... So the feature's going to be that if you, you know, you have your swim time down there, so Bevan swam, whatever, 55 minutes. 53. 53. 53, PB, John. Had Bevan swum. I was happy with that swim. Yeah, it was fast swim day that day. I swam (laughs) swam 48. Still? Yeah, very good. I was very, PB, maybe even swam faster. I was was blown away with my swim because I thought I was having a pretty average swim. Yeah. 
and I was behind Yvonne the whole time and, yeah. and then I go to the water. I was like, whoa, I didn't think I was swimming that fast. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so Bev, say Bevan wanted to say, right, we'll say I, I swam an extra 30 seconds quicker. Um, John, this works for me in this race because if I lost five minutes, yeah. I would have got sub nine. Exactly. <laughs> and then you could say, well, I stuffed around in transition. If I'd been 30 seconds quicker in transition, um, I don't think I could have biked any quicker. But I reckon... Oh, I so, think I could have. Yeah. 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 I, I could have too. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't catch me and I was not biking fast. Yeah. I took it too easy. Yeah. But I was trying to be conservative for the run. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Because that's what they say. Exactly. Save it for the run. Exactly. I did. And the run blew up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then say, for example, so you're happy with your bike, but say you think, well, if I didn't have that extra gel or whatever, I could have run a little bit quicker and say I'd run five minutes quicker and then boom, this is going to tell you obviously your new time, which you can you can do by maths relatively straightforward. No, but, but it's, it's quite cool because it's got these little columns that you go up and down on. It's pretty cool. And then it's going to, but it's going to tell you where you're going to finish overall and where you're going to finish in your age group and so on as well. So it's just a, a quick way, fun way of doing things with your results. So it's not a feature that's been released yet. Um, it's going to, I don't actually know the release date, I'll find out from Troy, but they're just basically working on it. It's going to be in there, and then you can go into your results. You can fiddle around with the numbers. I'm going to give it an official name, John. Yeah. The what effector. The what? The, uh, the, the what? The, the, the WIF. It's the WIF. Yep. What if, it's yeah. Yeah, it's the WIF. The WIF. Why like the what effector? Just okay. Because we all do it, don't we? Mm. You know, how many races, John, have you got to the finish line, had a good feeling or a bad feeling, and gone home, and you thought, oh, if only I'd done that. Exactly. Yes, and now you can go, if only I'd done that. And then look at it going, there's my sub nine. Exactly. And then uh, what you can do is you can change it on your athlete profile. <laughs> yeah, somehow manipulate, <laughs> hack into the athlete system. <laughs> yeah, and, right. uh, oh, I won route. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that'll be coming out soon on athletes.com. So get all your races updated, uh, claim all your results. And uh, when this gets released in the next few weeks, you can... Uh, just speculate on what, what could have been. Sounds like a good plan. Okay, athlinks.com. Okay, John, so last week in the discussion of the week, we had a discussion around, wasn't it about the cookbook? It was about the cookbook, and Bevan thought, oh, Stephen Tomek, nobody's going to be interested in that. How many responses did no, we get? It wasn't that. There was, no, it was interested. It's that we've done it 10 times in the last five years. We have years. not done it 10 times. In John the, wants to know if there are any good like, vegetarian cookbooks out there. If you know any good blogs, uh, you can add them here as well. So people came up with some answers, John. They did. 31 people. Exactly. I wouldn't say it's our biggest. That's not our biggest, but it's certainly... Uh, no, I'd say it's low range nowadays. Uh, Mid-range. <laughs> <laughs> Eat and Run by Scott Jurek. Uh, he put in a few recipes in there and a good read. I actually, I was riding with uh, Yancey Arrington um, at the weekend, and he's didn't he smash it last week? Yeah, he did last week. But did we come back this week? He was he was bike racing on the day the day after, so he wasn't crushing it. Uh-huh. Um, he he didn't get beaten up. The, he got beaten up the hill by some one-legged dude. We only just caught. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. It breaks your heart, doesn't it? Yeah. It really breaks your heart. <laughs> um, and. He was he he's recently read Scott Jurek's book and he's uh, going veg, uh, vegan or near, near vegan. He's still Why? having a couple of things in there. Um, I like meat. Yeah, good for you. And uh, yeah, so a few people say Scott Jurek's book is fantastic. Who is Scott Jurek? Um, I'm ninety five percent sure he's one of those ultra marathon running guru guys. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he's like the Dean Carnese's, um, but paleo. without the with, uh, without 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 all the PR. Oh. Yeah, because Dean Carnese is sort of the pin-up guy who does all the, gets all the PR. And, and all the people all the in the sport hate him. Yeah. Because, because they're sold out. Yeah. <laughs> they're just jealous because he's made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, H, uh, J.H. Pablo Kim Lee, best cookbook out there. Uh, 
uh, by Chief uh, Yotam Otto Lingi. Sounds like a great book. It sounds a good name. Uh, Kate Triscale, um, who's over in Kona. Yep. Uh, Leith's Vegetarian Bible has a great range of proper foods made from vegetables, dairy, and the odd egg. Good old John Lowe's got um, eatingbirdfood.com. Nice. Yep. Uh, Sarah Butcher, this website is fab for cooking vegetable-based dishes. Riverford.co.uk slash recipes. I'll go check that one out. Rich Roll, got a good website.com. Nice. Rich Roll, and he's got some lots of good food on, uh, got lots of good stuff on vegan lifestyle, vegan lifestyle. Matthew Bins is uh, going to be developing all sorts of cancer during his life because he says there's no vegetarian, good vegetarian cookbooks as far as I'm concerned. What do you mean he's going to eat cancer? Cooks. Have you watched the movie yet? No, have you read the book? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. You're Matthew, cancer is coming up on you. <laughs> Listen to you. You eat me, you eat cancer. <laughs> um, burn, burn, it on the, burn it on the barbecue as well. That's got all the carcinogenics in as well. Oh, yeah, I love it burnt. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah. Um, give me a week. Yep. <laughs> give me a week. I'll give you two. David Rude, great name, David's Rude. Um, uh, eat and run by Scott Jurek. Is that the one you said? Yep. Oh, okay. Chris Leach, I'm with Bevan. Do your homework, John. The three big reasons uh, cited for going vegetarian are simply wrong. Oh, here we go. It's not more ethical. You kill just as many critters' souls clearing out land for AG instead of a beef kettle. Not healthier. No non-animal proteins lose to beef and lamb in all respects. And not more green for many reasons, such as bioavailability of the protein fat and the energy cost required in the form of fossil fuel nitrogen. Coming from a person who lives in a country that outlaws grain-fed of livestock New Zealand, it is maddening for those of us who can't find grass-fed meat easily. What was his name again? Chris Leach. Watch the movie, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me through the link with the free so I didn't have to buy it exactly you still haven't watched it i got better things to do with my time uh, uh, I've got a great topic for next week but this week's topic cause well, why, don't, why don't we do this one now sorry why don't we do the good one now well we, we kind of want to do this our awards thing or we want to do our different level of awards or you'd like to roll this over to next week well, I'll, I'll why tell don't you we do both no because I don't want to waste two good ones in one week I'll, I'll tell you, you can, you can choose. Because okay. I'll, I'll um, you said it was great. Well, I think it was pretty good. So um, when I was reading the article on slowtwitch.com, good about call slow Twitch, the one that where WTC clarifies outside assistance yes. rule 32, uh, there was a post on the bottom by Jodie Swallow because she was the one that um, was one of the people alleging that this. So she the one getting sued? Because didn't I would, say I who say, they were suing. I would imagine she was the one that instigated it, yes. Mm. Uh, and then below that, there was a post by give me another guy in the Team TBB outfit Yep. by the name of Scott D. Philippus. Oh, yeah, good guy. And, really uh, good guy. Yeah. And Don't he was saying, uh, or you send the pro-men off at 11.30am, pro-women off at 12 noon. Solves the problem for iron distance. Then you have an audience with the pros come in at 8 to 10pm, a real party atmosphere to bring home the final finishes. So my question would be, would it be cool? John, that's a great question. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought. What's his name? Scott DeFilippis. Scott, you're, you're an intelligent dude. Imagine that in Kona. Start them in the middle of the day. It's going to be hot anyway. And they're... Well, actually, actually, they'll be running in the cooler part of the year. Yeah, they'll be running. In the co- it'll be, it'll be co- easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
Because um, you swim, you start, let's say you start at 12. Yeah. You swim, you're going to be out of the water, you know, on the bike about one. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that mid-afternoon sun for mm-hmm. the first part of the bike. So you probably mm-hmm. have three hours of really hot weather. I'd rather be hot on the bike than on the, on the run. And then... Because they're going to swim... Yeah, about four o'clock, it's going to cool down a little bit. Yeah. You know, and then five, six, so what? Let's say well, they're going to be running between five and eight. The only problem is congestion. Well, there wouldn't be any congestion on the bike because even yeah, the run would be a mess on the run. But and then and then no. how do you signify? How do you make it special for them coming through the finishing shoot? Um, you know, if you've got Joe Bloggs, bloody yeah, well, thirty hour guys. It's just a, so, so, a, a something to to work through. So you got to think most the bulk of the field at Ironman are going to finish between. It's about they're, they're going to be between ten and ten and twelve hours. Oh, is it okay? Well. Uh, I, I, I would say 10 and a half and 12 and a half. I'd say more 11 to 13. So that's between is pretty fast. 5.30 and <clears throat> 7.30. So yeah, you, there would be a congestion issue on the on the run, a bit of a congestion issue. And also the finishing shoot. Yes. <coughs> like, or do you have a different shoot for that's the pros? That's part of the debate. That's just part of so it. Or we can do our pri- our different levels of... Uh, uh, it seemed like a good idea. It's dying on me. Because okay, well, you know no, they have a problem? problem there. Well, no, 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 you have a problem now. You tell us about your other problem next week. Okay. It's a good idea. So let's do it. Well, I'll do the, we'll do the, the names for uh, our different Ironman. Well, because I think levels. we need to do the, have we got many finishes this week? Um, I don't think so. I haven't looked. But there, wasn't, there wasn't much on last weekend. No. Okay, so it could probably wait a week then. Okay, yeah. I'll let you have it. So we're going to do Scott DeFilippis' uh, suggestion, not suggestion, saying, would it, but would it, would it be cool to have the pros racing later in the day and finishing between 8 and 10 p.m.? Party atmosphere. See, probably 10 would be better. Mm-hmm. Because if you're basing it on the fact that you're saying that most people are going to come through around 10 to 12, mm-hmm. that's going to be about 7 to 8 at night, mm-hmm. somewhere around that time. Whereas 10, then it's really starting to get slow coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so those people, there's probably less of them. I would, I would have thought so. Somebody, Torsten, run some stats on us. Tell us if it's going to work for us or not. <laughs> Torsten's going to be doing something really cool in the next few weeks, isn't he? I think we're going to interview him on the last, uh, and he's probably going to be on one of our Christmas New Year shows. We're going to do the best of 2012, aren't we? Mm. And it's going to have st- a stat factor. Yep. You know that? Yep. It's awesome. Awesome. Let's put some music on, John. What a classic, the sweet veggie book, veggie cookbooks. And hey, uh, what's, how, how's that book coming along? Um, I was going to do a recipe this week, but we had so much content, I didn't. Uh, didn't. What about our book? What book? Well, Rich Roll, what he's done, he's got 50 recipes and he sells it as a PDF. Yeah. You can make some money there. That always gets John's mind going. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not in it for the money, Bevan. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's Processor Music. Group of the week. week, John. Last week I got mad at you. Was yeah. that last week or the week before? Oh, you get mad at me every week. Oh, true. Actually, you we get into a bit of a fight after the show. You give me <laughs> a cuddle and it's all okay. <laughs> it's always about the makeup. Yeah. But John, every week or every so often your phone goes off, and yeah. and I think I showed a bit of anger towards you last time because yeah, we got yeah. an email from who did we get it from? Nemo Dory Brow, and she said, "Look, John, we don't like it either. Mm-hmm. We feel the pain that Bevan sits in." And we've been doing this show for six years. This isn't what she said, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing what she said. Yeah. And we hate it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and 
and John, you need to sort it out. Well, Nemo, and we're talking it's, about the phone ring. Instead of bitching and complaining, has actually come up with a solution. What for are you saying? Uh, you're bitching and complaining, <laughs> uh, and it's called Husher, and it's an app that I've downloaded, an Android app. What is it, John? What happens? And you can basically set it so it doesn't ring during that time. It doesn't make any noise. It can still ring, but it doesn't make any noise. So you don't have to remember to turn your phone on and off. Belinda was looking at me going, you're mental. Why can't you just remember to turn your phone on and off? I'm on Belinda's side. I'm not on her side when it comes to the shoes. Did you show it? Did you make her listen to that? Uh, No, I told her about it. Have you got shoes on now? I I haven't, no. Um, But somebody else posted on Facebook they want to see a photo of them. I think uh, you should. Okay, I'll do that. We'll have a vote. How about we, because you can do that, can't you? Have like a vote? Yep, I think so. Yep. Um, but anyway, Nemo um, popped through Husher, which is, is currently on on my phone, and you can basically set, set it uh, so your phone's not going to ring for a certain period, and you can do it for every week. So say, for example, you go to church every week on a Sunday between 10 and 11, you can set it every week, so it's not going to ring during that period. You don't have to remember to turn it on and off. So what I've done for I'm Talk, between 6.30 and, and 9 each Tuesday. You know what it's, probably, it's probably also good for? What? Um, stopping distractions when you've got focus periods. Yeah. So let's say you got you're at work. Mm-hmm. You know we, nowadays we, the, the trap of the phone is you just get into the habit of checking it or you get a lot of texts and stuff and it pulls you away from the thing you're trying to focus on right now. Mm-hmm. You know you could go okay well Monday morning nine to twelve I'm going to do some real focus work. Put on Husher. Yep. Go to you know go do my work and then you because if it's not ringing you just forget. Mm-hmm. But then when twelve o'clock comes around, so do, so do you have to check at twelve. Like at nine o'clock today, will you check your phone to see what you've missed? Uh, I suppose you do, yeah. Yep. 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 Still. The cool. question is, though, Bevan, should I have gone for the paid app or I'll go for the, gone for the freebie? Well, what's I, the difference? Oh, so it's like a, it was a couple of dollars. No, but what's the difference in the app? No, well, I don't think anything. Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah, but you've got to support, support the developer. Exactly. Yeah, Two dollars. Well, What'd you what do? I, would, I didn't, but I was, I'm thinking <laughs> oh, I probably should have. <laughs> I, was, I was toying with it and I thought. Is well, it the same sure. app or is it. Well, I can't think how you complicate it too much. It's just no, but is is it the same app or is there two different apps? One's free. One's one's a pro version, one's basic version. Sometimes, Sometimes the pro versions are worth it. Okay, depends on what functionality you want. Mm. Mm. Two dollars, John. Come on, I should have two dollars, but I you didn't. Have. I didn't. No, yep. and you're not going to go back, are you? Uh, when I get my new phone, I will. You get a new phone? No. <laughs> when I do, I'll okay. do it. Uh, age group of the week. You know, age group of the week. Um, this Don, one's sent through from Don Ferguson. Don Ferguson, great name. Don Ferguson, an oil listener to I Am Talk. I thought, uh, as an oil lis- listener to I Am Talk, I thought you might like a tip on a friend of mine for age group of the week. Age group of the week. His name is Dave Orlowski, and he is one of the original Ironman participants in 1978, in which he placed third. Outstanding. Top three in Ironman World Championships. Exactly. I bet he pulls that out still. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Down the Ironman? Yeah, we surfed together in the US Marines back in 78 and still get together to race today. He encouraged me to do my first Iron Distance race this year and travelled all the way from Wisconsin to Boston to run with me. He's all outside assistance. (laughs) (laughs) He's a great guy with endless enthusiasm and love for the sport. And he sent us through a link to a slow twitch um, interview with Dave. And uh, he's saying he's currently on a mission to run all Ironman triathlons worldwide in five years. And he seems to be right on track. Exactly, and uh, he's got some pictures on here um, of the bike. He's looking pretty sharp when he was a kid, doesn't he? Yeah, of the bike that he used and um, the day, and it's, it's got the classics, it's got the cables all over it, you know, going along the top tube, and kind of looks a little bit almost small, to, small for him along the top tube there. It does, uh, isn't it? The handlebars are so far back, aren't they? Yeah, 
uh, he would have been very upright there. And then he's got his, uh, his slightly more advanced trek that he must be riding now, but this was done back in 2008. So awesome to see the guys still racing 30 years on, 78. So it's Marines, but hey, Marines are just tough, aren't they? Yes. And, I, and I've seen his name pop up from time to time all over the place on supporting people on Slow Twitch and things like that. So I think he's he's pretty active part of the community, Dave Olofsky. So nice work and good luck doing all the different Ironmans. Sorry, I was just reading the article. There you go. He's got some good photos. Mm, mm. He wore jean shorts. Nice. It looks like he's got jean shorts on when he's doing the run. That's going to chafe you to Africa. Well, John, I, was doing, I took a crew of runners to the Blenheim Marathon this weekend or the, mm-hmm. the Marlborough Marathon. And uh, the race teammates, they rocked too, which is great. But there was a girl doing the, the run in, in jean shorts. I think she did a half marathon. Nice. So they can't be comfortable. You could. There was a little while ago you could get like bike shorts and stuff that were painted up so they looked like jean shorts. Yeah, so they yeah, were pretty yeah. bad. They're pretty cool. Oh, you didn't like them? Oh, they were pretty bad. Uh, yeah. I thought they were kind of cool. Okay, cool. It depends on the person wearing them, John. Yeah. It's the key to fashion. It's not the fashion. It's who's wearing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Dave. You are a... A trip, trip of, the of the week. Love your work. I think it's high five, isn't it? No, it's not. It's a uh, <coughs> sponsor. Sponsor, John. Tell me about it. Extreme Endurance. So I was on um, try247.com, um, which I go, it was one of the ones I go to each week. Sometimes I get frustrated with my Mac, Bevan. Why is it, it's John? It's not tell very good it. at opening up. Um, I suppose it's, you're going to say it's a word problem, isn't it? It's a it? word problem, John. Yeah, opening up links and stuff. Yep. So I was on try247.com. Co.uk, I think it is, or nice.com. I've sponsored a race, John. And, uh, and then and in the UK, you guys have got the Extreme Endurance uh, X-Trail Run and Off-Road Duathlon Series. Wow. So if you want to get yourself an Extreme Endurance, I'm assuming that there'll be some good prizes on offer there um, because they do have the distributor in the UK now, so you guys get much better um, delivery of the product in terms of speed of shipping and, uh, and I'd imagine, price of shipping. So if you ever want to get anything out of the UK or if you're in Europe, go to xendurance.com. You can choose your country and you can uh, obviously get it shipped from them direct. So, but yeah, it's just cool to see them sponsoring a race over in the UK. Also, had um, a guy I'm coaching in France. He's been, he started a little bit of a run block and he's uh, he, he only started Extreme Endurance like a, a week ago. Did his long run on Sunday and uh, he said, I just felt fine. My legs, I'm normally, you know, Normally, finish your long run. Legs are sore almost every other time or just, you know, a bit fatigued. Finish the long run. I said, it's, it's a coaching. Bugger that extra. Yeah, that's stuff. the thing, John. It's, it's You've got to take the credit here. <clears throat> he just said he feels fantastic. No sore legs or anything like that. So if you want to have that similar feeling, get yourself some extreme endurance. And if you're in the UK, there's about six races to the series, five races to the series. Oh, no. No. Eight races to the series, starting in January, leading through to April, and uh, the duathlons are uh, you got the choice of doing five twenty ten or five twenty five. So nice, sounds pretty cool. But off road running's fantastic. Oh, it's it's so much easier, isn't it, mentally? Yeah, yeah. So get into it. Yeah, get into it, team. Get into it. Stream um, endurance off road duathlon series, and it's from F three events. F three events uk. Check 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 it out. If you want some extreme endurance. Go to xendurance.com. If you want to get some of the Omega Vital, we've got the promo codes on imtalk.me. Okay, John. One, two, three, four. Ha-fa! Right. Who sent this? I put like a reverb on that. Matt, the peaceful tri-ninja. He was, uh, I think he was down at the Phuket 70.3 at the weekend. John, I think he may be on the photo of the week this week. Is it? No, it's not. No. you got to remember to put them into the photo album as well, Bevan. Oh, do I? Yes. Okay. 
I'll do that because yes. you're pointing your finger at me. He's yeah. got a top five here. He's got, as the mornings get colder and the darker in the north, northern hemisphere, or you're just not really motivated to get up and train in the morning, here's a getting out of bed high five. Okay, number one, remind yourself that you have never finished a session and thought, I wish I hadn't gone training. Nice. You always feel better after training sessions. Put a calendar reminder in your smartphone saying something motivational, but don't have your husher on. Yeah, don't forget that. When that's supposed to go off. I totally agree with that. I don't think there'd ever be a time. You never regret training. No. Unless injury, that's the only time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that people at the gym, you never regret coming. Okay, number two, prepare all your gear and nutrition the night before so everything is totally ready. That way you can be up and out before your mind has time to object. This ties in quite nicely to point number three. Oh, really? That's good planning then. If you're really struggling to get up, Go to sleep in your training gear. Yeah. <laughs> Great for the love life. It really helps with the motivation. What about that helmet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which helmet? The goggles. Where's my goggles? <laughs> uh, Which helmet? <laughs> it really helps with the motivation as you have one less excuse. You can save on heating costs as well. Make sure you put it on clean. Put on clean gear though. Belinda's not happy when I wear, when I wear um, my SLS compression tights to bed. Why? Harder access. <laughs> yeah, there's barriers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number four, make a date of it. Arrange to meet up with someone. That, that's a really good one, actually. You are much less likely to blow off a session if people are expecting you, and if it's just one person, then you can't hide. It's a good one, that one is. You're right. Is this making you want to go to sleep talking about yeah, sleep? Yeah. Uh, number, See, five, <laughs> number five, mix it up. What's a scientific what's a science behind it, Bevan? Have you read any studies on why we pass on yawns? No, I haven't actually, but I do know it's contagious. It definitely is. Yeah. Uh, number five, if anybody knows, let us know. Mix it up. If you can uh, if you can't face the same old training route, then do it backwards or discover a new route. Uh, use route finder websites to help you locate something in your area. If you're supposed to do um, one discipline and really don't fancy that, then do something else. It will still build fitness. John, I've got a couple of tips here. Yes. Get to bed early. Mm-hmm. It's really key. I think there's a couple of things around this is that often it's not the getting up, it's the being too bad at night Mm -hmm. and there's a few things around that think of your nutrition late at night so you know don't have caffeine late at night don't have high sugars late at night Mm -hmm. you know those types of things around your nutrition so that you know if you're gonna if you're if you're getting up at 5 30 in the morning or 5 in the morning to go for a bike ride you kind of want to be in bed you know kind of about 9 9 30 and kind of sleep at least at 10 um so if you're eating high sugar caffeine and all that kind of stuff at 8 8 30 you're not going to get to sleep that well Tip number one. Tip number yeah. two is create habits that make you go to sleep once you get to bed. So first of all, how do you get to bed? Like, you know, you might have a set time that you know, you, you know, you go turn off the TV and you get into bed. But like one of the problems nowadays is we've got these smartphones, which are really great, but you can get into bed and just sit on your smart smartphone, play like iPhone that. games. Oh, you know what? I think a lot of people I do. Know, I, I agree. Yeah. A lot of people will go check out their websites or mm. um, play some iPhone games. I oh, know I did it for a while and you'd end up, I'd go to bed at, you know, 9.30, wouldn't go to sleep till 11.30, and then my next day I'd be on the back foot. And um, so, you know, when you go to bed, what is a habit that you know that when you go to bed it makes you crash? Eliminate the phone. Eliminate leave, the phone. Leave, leave the phone out. Yeah, for bed. guys, it is a bit of lovemaking, so your yeah. partner needs to be supportive of this yeah. one. But also, um, for me, reading, you know, like for me, if mm. I, I, I tend to um, 
Non-fiction is real, isn't it? I always get this wrong. Mm-hmm. Non-fiction, I, I listen to audiobooks for non-fiction and then I read fiction in bed. I read my novels in bed. And I know because most novels, unless it's brilliant, most novels will kind of all fall asleep within 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And it's just a good trick I know gets me to sleep. And to me, most of the times I'm going to struggle getting out of bed in the morning is when I've had a bad night before. Mm. Like, for example, me and the boys play Risk every Sunday night. I tell you about that. Mm. I'm going to be this year's champion. Well done. I am, I am, because yeah. we, we keep stats. I'm the overall champion of all time. Yeah. I have a 30, I think I've got 35% winning record. Yeah, yeah. The next guys have 30%, but yeah. this year, I think I'm up You're to 37%. It. Well, I wasn't crushing it, but I've just yeah. had a good last third. Bad, good, chance. strong back quarter. Yeah, it really was, because I didn't think I was going to win it, because I had a bad middle section. Mm-hmm. But I've come back, and it's, it's almost unassailable now. Negative split. But last Sunday night, I sat up to 11.30 playing. And then yesterday, Monday morning, I was meant to do, I taught a class, and I was going to do weights. Mm. And I almost didn't do weights, because I was mentally weak, because I was tired. Mm. And then I pulled myself around doing weights, but it was a bit half-assed. Yeah. And it was really because I sat up too late. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Am I boring you or are you just oh, tired? I'm just tired. So seriously, when it comes to most of the biggest fault when it comes to getting up in the morning, unless you're just not a morning person, is that you've had bad nighttime strategies. Well, I think that's a myth, that morning person thing. Oh, no, I think it isn't. It's consistency. Set a time, get up the same time every day. Yeah, but you know what? I can get up at five every morning and not be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people out there, that would be murder. But they've been condition- conditioned to that potentially over a very, very long period of time. Yeah, maybe childhood stuff. It's funny, but because it's like you have siblings. Sorry, you got siblings, don't you? Yep. And are they all morning people? Um, yeah, a bit of both. But for me, I'm conditioned to getting up in the morning because I swam as a kid. Boom. Yeah, no, but it's just interesting. Like my sister's not a morning person, and I am. Mm. We're both brought up in the same family conditions. Like my mum always made us get up at. I don't know, 6.30 when we were kids, you always get early morning, early, early bed, early Whack the rise. broom on the bed, get out of bed. That's right, yeah, a few black eyes, but hey, taught me good habits. Yeah, yeah, good. But it's interesting, within the same household, mm. same habits, still, my sister never was a morning person, so actually I dispute you. I'll find, I'll find a movie for you to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a book for you to read. Yeah. So, so sponsor... SLSTry.com. Last weekend, as I was saying before, we took a group of runners. We had we need 70 people running. Nice. It was awesome, man. We, the problem is nowadays is that we kind of end up dominating races. Yeah. Like we turned up... Intimidation factor. Well, not intimidation. It's just we're quite... We're, we really try to create an environment of support for, you know, support each other, really fun, create friendships and all that kind of stuff, and it really works. So, you know, one of our, one of our runners come in it's like there's this big party atmosphere and then in between everyone has come through it's a bit kind of dull so uh, but that's kind of cool but Dave Dwan decided to do his first ever half marathon he's never done a half marathon really? yeah well he's done them in races but yeah, not yeah. by itself so he popped one out he had his Sally's tries on yeah he had yeah. His, uh, his, his compression socks nice he's looking sharp yeah he was smoking it too get Sebastian to make you some custom made get, get 100 pairs of socks for your runners I probably could do that couldn't and I and then get them all they'd look Funky in the races. They would look funky monkeys. He can do them. I'm sure he can do them in a different colour for you. John, you've got me thinking here. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There if you go. want to get a pair, they've got some on uh, some sale. They've got do they do Do they do custom gear? Because, you know, for like tri clubs and stuff. Um, they do custom tri suits and all that sort of stuff. In terms of the socks, I'm not sure. But I mean, I'm sure if you put on a reasonable size order, I'm sure they can yeah, do Yeah, because like, if you've got a club of a thousand people somewhere. Yeah. You know, you could probably order four or five hundred. Yeah. Just thinking. Just thinking. Um, but if you want to get some just yourself at the moment, the the padded compression socks are on sale, sixty bucks. And the socks are something that you sh- you wear year round. You wear them during the summer, 
you wear the, your compression socks to keep you just a tiny bit warmer over winter as well. And some of you get too hot. No. Well, not whenever I've worn them, I haven't got, got too hot. So you got a bit of spiky hair going on over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting older, John. One of my mates came around and visited me yesterday, and he's, he's building a little bit, and it made me realise I'm building a little bit as well. Yeah. Just, just getting a little bit older now, aren't we? Don't worry, I'll keep reminding you about it. Thanks, mate. Uh, so if you want to get compression socks, go to slstry.com. For Kiwis, Aussies, Southern Hemisphere athletes, if you're looking to come into a bit of summer racing, want to get yourself a new bit of kit, check them out as well and you guys over in the UK who are doing the extreme endurance off-road series um, make yourself look sharp in some, some nice new race kit use, well, use the code sharp, it's also performance enhancing exactly yeah, so that's what you want the compression we always get good feedback on the compression side of things with the uh, the bib shorts and the and the race um, the, the race try shorts as well and I love my tights Wear them all the time. He loves. Check it out. slstry.com. Use the code IONTALK. Get yourself a nice, big, healthy discount. Compression bib shorts, 70 bucks off. Wow. Nice. I like the shorts too. 50 bucks. Compression bike bib shorts. Sweet. So, John, I was talking to Dr. Dave or, or Super Dave. Dr. Dave? When the hell did he become a doctor? No, because I've got another mate who's a doctor, yeah. Dr. Dave. Yeah. And so I always confuse the two. But we call him Super Dave in the running group. But you gave him the nickname of Triple D. Triple D, yeah. And he thought it was okay. But he didn't like the dork part, I don't think. Probably probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, probably wasn't his favourite band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what he did because he, he I think he must be I don't know, voice work or something somewhere. And he was thinking of his DJ name. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, BJ, DJ, mm-hmm. DJ, BJ. Mm-hmm. Yep, which is a good and one. And MC Ken, you'll be hooking up with oh, MC, MC Ken. Oh, yeah. good stuff. We're going to yeah. be rocking the dance floor. Yeah. But no, he was talking about his DJ name and he's gone Triple DJ. There you go. That's pretty sharp. There you go. It's pretty good. There you go. There you go. So Triple DJ. Cool. Rocking the pants and his pants and his SLE socks. He'll be out there racing this weekend. You'll be able to give him a bit of uh, bit of jip in the House Travel Triathlon yeah. Festival. Yeah, bring it on. Mm. Bring it on. Okay, let's do Coach's Corner. Coach's Corner. Here's some music. Bonjour tout le monde. What was that? That's a bit of French music you got going. Yeah, I know, but what'd you say? Hello, everybody. Wow. Say, je m'appelle Bevan. Je m'appelle Bevan. How old are you? J'ai... J'ai 35. 35. 35. Yeah, You're pretty good, mate. Taking Thomas off to French lessons uh, turn turn one. He's keen. He's going to want to learn French. I've been teaching him... Where does um, that come from? He's only four. Five. I've been teaching him quite a bit of French. He can do his numbers and uh, and he has... Du glace, s'il vous plaît. What does it mean? Can I have some ice cream, please? Maybe I can come join him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah five years. Oh, ice cream. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a cunning plan, actually, because he pulls that one out, you think, oh, he's so cute. You know, look at him, he's growing. Here, have an ice cream. He does a little tight can of ice cream. Yeah. We're always dairy-free now. Because you, you don't want cancer. <laughs> yeah, we don't want cancer. <laughs> no, dairy-free's made a big difference to him. I've got to say... Um, John, you've watched the movie. You, no, 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 this is a diff- different topic. Um, if you've got stomach issues and you've tried this, that, and the other thing, go gluten-free, dairy-free... Chances are you'd be right. Like for him, he was getting quite constipated. Um, eliminated John, the dairy. John, what if you love dairy? I love well, dairy. Now nah, he, his poo's not a problem anymore. Um, and that was I'm, I'm glad we're talking about Thomas's poo's on the show. Uh, changing from dairy free, and we, we knew he's gluten free. Um, gluten and um, what do you feed him? Vegetables. Um, 
yeah, no, it's, it's cool. You can you can get in some funky stuff. Good bit of quinoa, buckwheat, um, rice stuff. Uh, yeah, let's have a bit of bit of meat in there. Um, meat. What do we have for dinner? Is it meat bad for you? Yeah, last no, no, we, we have. I'm not saying it's, it's, you can have just a little bit. Oh, yeah, just, just, yeah. just a little bit. I'm not going vegan. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying predominantly vegetarian. Um, and righty ho. John's Project 2014. John, just one thing before yep. we get into 2014. You're feeling better, aren't you? I'm starting to, starting to pick up. I, I, did, I had the same thing yesterday, and I ended up managing to go out for an hour and a half run last night. Um, hour and a half? Well, an hour and a half session. We did half an hour of core, and then an hour run up to top of Rapaki and back. It was lovely last night. It was bloody hot. Uh, so Project 2014 is underway, and lots of people seem pretty pretty excited, which is kind of cool. Um, and I'm excited and very motivated about it at the moment. So I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of where I'm at at the moment. Okay, so um, tell us about it, John. So it's basically starting from ground zero. Because ground zero. Whilst my fitness is not, uh, it's not like I haven't been doing anything. I've generally been doing probably five hours training a week or so, if that. Um, just sort of a bit of running. So what is it? This project's going to go for nearly two years. Yeah. That's what I need. So we're going to listen to this for two years? Yes. Wow. People are going to be excited. So so basically what I've been doing the last few weeks and for December is just simply general conditioning, just trying to get into shape and uh, basically set myself a goal of 10 hours training a week and um, hitting that, I think I was 15 seconds over last week. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go out on Sunday evening, go for a bike ride and uh, around the hills and got out. John, I have to see you running up by my house Yeah. and you stop me every time. Oh, bullshit. I did too. I wave away, give you a big smile. in the zone so December very much is general conditioning 10 hours training I'll go through what I'm doing at the moment January is when we start to pump it up a little bit what what, 11 hours Um, well I've got a camp in January so I've got a four day camp where we do uh, 180k the first day about 140 the second 150 the third and then another 150 the fourth day so that's going to hopefully give me a little bit of a springboard also got a race I'm going to do a, a sprint distance race you're the one yawning now this is the exciting part of the show yeah. uh, going to do a sprint distance try in Nelson in January probably the Nelson try yep little one nice. Mate, I've won so many races up there there's nobody ever ever there so can you oh. win it this year we'll see um and then uh, my first main race is going to be the Auckland ITU race in April. Looking forward to that. Already uh, booked the flights, all go. And then the Kona camp. How much does it cost you to do that race? Uh, they haven't opened it up. It's not cheap. You got 300 bucks, won't it? Uh, hopefully it won't be that much. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be, won't it? Uh, I'd say it will be... 195 something like that I reckon okay. uh, and then the, the Kona camp and then doing the Kona 70.3 so that's my short term sort of plan so that's getting you through mid next year it's taking me through to, to June, June next year um, at the moment this is how my where my week sort of is laid out uh, Monday I basically just do some steady running and core so it's an hour and a half well, training what's steady running so do you do some sets within that or you no just, 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 just generally ground. running steady so around about uh, Ironman pace um, really do you run that slow I mean, pace is like four fifteen per k, so that's when I'm in good shape. So I'm running between sort of four fifteen and four thirty per k. Okay. So that's what I term um, steady, yep. steady pace. Yesterday we just ran up the top of the the Port Hills and back, plus thirty minutes of course. So that's going from sort of sea level up to about. What time do you run on a Tuesday? Monday, uh, four o'clock. Oh, Monday. Uh, so that's Monday, and and definitely um, a core component in there as well. Um, we did about twenty five minutes of pretty decent core last night. Abs are a little sore. Phil and Ada was crying like a little baby when we were going through it. And then uh, Tuesday, um, I bike up to Bevan's place. We do the podcast. And Does it count? 
That gives me. That gives me. It takes me over fifteen minutes to get here. Oh, mate, it does. Smash that's why I normally head. come in the bike gear, and then I roll out and I end up doing about two and a half hour ride, predominantly flat on Tuesdays. Focuses on trying to get my cadence. My cadence is a bit shitty, and uh, too just slow. Fo- yeah. So focusing on getting my cadence up, <clears throat> keeping a steady heart rate. <clears throat> so again, when I'm talking, so you're going, you're going zones, are you? And what zone yeah. are you sitting in? So steady is you know. Ballpark Ironman effort. Ironman effort for me is the top of my steady zone, so I'm sitting, you know, within sort of uh, ten beats of that. Yep. So it's not an easy ride, but it's certainly not a not a hard ride. But I actually get reasonably tired after two and a half hours of steady riding. Give a power meter. Uh, it's on its way. Oh, yeah. Let's try it because I imagine you probably got a hook up. Well, uh, we'll, we'll discuss it when it arrives. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, and then twice a week I'm doing a bit of yoga, doing the old yoga sync yoga, which mm, we're doing as well. Too, yeah. um, getting some good feedback on that. So generally I've made up a couple of routines. I've got about a, sort of about 30 minute routines in there um, and I've used some of their ones and just manipulated them a little bit and Belinda's doing a bit of that with me as well. Where are you focusing on? What areas? Because uh, that's the good thing about the sync is you can kind of go, like for me, last six months I've had kind of lower back problems. Nothing major but just kind of been there. So I've really put a lot of into hamstring, mm-hmm. lower back and for me hip openers. Yep. Pretty much the same. Hip openers and hamstrings for me. Okay. That's the predominant area. You, you get plenty through your calves. You know, but you, whenever you do yoga, I always encourage you to include some down, down, dog. down yeah. dog because that gives you good calf, good hamstrings. It's kind of everything. And shoulders. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's whenever I structure my yoga routines, I'll have quite a few all the way through down with dog poses. Yeah. Um, Wednesday is my one swim of the week, 3K. Pop down to Pioneer Pool. Pioneer? Yeah. That's hard work, isn't it? Well, you create a bit of space. What it's time of day? Bad. Uh, I go down at six thirty in the morning. Yep, because oh, I've only got five lanes. Yeah, but you see, what happens is, there's a group of swimmers that get in there. They're, they're, they're medium sort of swimmers, um, and they, there's three or four of them, and they take up a lane, and then they start at, obviously start at five thirty, and they get out at about six forty. Yeah. So I get in tag on the back of them for the first ten minutes, and they're, they're reason, going reasonable pace, so I'm not getting in their way, and they're not getting in mine. And then they get out and the lane clears out and then I just keep a good pace and don't tend to get too many people in there. So it's actually working quite well. So I swim 3K, um, which takes, you know, I don't know, 50 Are 50 you doing what, so. just a straight swim? Uh, mix it up. So one week will be steady. Next week will be um, some descending sets. So it might be like nine by 200 where I go descend one to three, yep. four to six. So that's like, you know, I might go. And when you're descending, are you basing it purely on effort or are you using the clock? You're always using the clock. So I might go, at the moment, my swim times are just abysmal. Well, it's a, it depends. It's all relative, yeah. isn't it? But, but anyway, I might go um, 310, 305, 255, something like that, ballpark. Um, so probably descending by about. 15, 20 seconds. I think for most people, 255 is not that abysmal. Yeah, but for me, I need to have that down to about, by come come race time, I need to be swimming around about probably 4 minutes 50 for 400. Um, so it's right, right, maybe 4.45. Uh, Thursday, I just do an hour and a half steady bike ride um, and some yoga. Friday is my commute, when I, mean, I have the kids in the morning, well, I have to take the kids to preschool. So run them to school, takes me 10, 10 minutes, go for a run after that, um, get home, and then I've got a bit of a break, and then I have to run back into preschool and back, and that gives me about an hour to an hour and a half of running in total. Do you run three times? Uh, yeah, uh, two. Some, sometimes I've, I have to run a three because if, if they have separate pickups, so I might run, go home, <laughs> run back. I, that, that's that's on, um, on a, sometimes on a Wednesday if Blim is working. I, have to go, I go for a run, come home, run and pick up Felicity, run back, 
and then run there and pick up Tommy. That's quite a big run day when I do that. Yeah. I've had quite sore legs. Yep. Uh, Saturday is an early start because Blinda has to be at the gym by 8 o'clock. Oh, what step is it? Uh, whatever 8 o'clock is on yep. Saturday Probably morning. Step. And uh, just sometimes nip out for an hour, high, steady bike ride, and then a 30-minute run off it. An uh, hour on a bike? What are you doing that? I just basically straight in, straight into it and straight into the steady zone and just riding ste- just just above steady. So you don't do, do you don't any intervals. It's just sitting on a bike. Not at the not at this stage. Okay. It's all just general conditioning stuff. Get off the bike and then I do a thirty minute run with some strides, and then Sunday is a two to two and a half hour hilly bike ride. All this stuff pretty unstructured. Just getting out there, trying. Main priority is to try to hit ten hours training per week and just build some basic. So you're fitness. not really doing any kind of focus stuff at the moment. It's more no. just it's just getting a bit of swim bike running happening exactly yeah and yep. you're, you're basically your swim is mainly your strength so you only need to pop out one at this stage it's not that important it's more to get your bike base and a little bit of running in and it's efficient efficient use of time but by the time Kona eventually comes around I will actually be in pretty bloody good swim shape yep. because uh, not because are we talking Kona this tw- year 2014 okay yeah. but also when it comes to qualifying in New Zealand I want to be in good <laughs> swim shape because um I want to make sure that I'm far enough up the field. I'm going to be very conservative on the bike that I'll have guys coming through behind me once I've, say, settled in the first 40 Ks and I'll have some of the, the slightly weaker swimmers but strong age group bikers coming through and then I'll be able to, to have some decent guys to ride with rather than battling through the swim and then um, not have guys to ride with. You know, like if we're going to be... Your weakness is... The bike? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, two ways about it. Yeah, so for you to be conservative, would that be a risk or...? Well, it won't be conservative. It'll just be putting out an even even power all the way through. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty confident by the time... With all the camps and stuff I've scheduled, I think I'll be... You can plan to get your bike sharp as well. Yeah, and no, I think I'll be, I'll be okay. Hmm. So my website's going to be going live from around about February time, which is when I'll actually start doing some structured training, and I'll have all my my new power meter and stuff in place. By then, the old Ergamo one um, doesn't fit on my bike, so hence I'm not riding it the power. Ah, oh, long story, Bevan. Ergamo. Mm. That's a long time ago, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's all going very well until this week. This week's going to be a shambles, but that was sort of planned in. Sickness yeah, you know, and, and this, there's always going to be an off period. You know, no one goes through 12 months without having a week or so where something goes wrong. So this week I've got my House of Travel triathlon festival at the end of the week, so I've sort of just allocated that it's probably going to be bugger all training done um, at the weekend, which is which I'm which I'm cool. Are you biking out? I suppose you can't. Can't really. What time do I need to be there? Um, about 7.45. I might bike out, I thought. Yeah, yeah. 30, 30 k's. Yeah, maybe now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So that's uh, it. Yoga sync. Yoga sync. I was just going to say we were going to talk about that because you've been doing yoga. I've been doing yoga, and we're loving it. If you want to, if you want to give it a try, there's a one dollar trial they've got going on. Um, Only so for our listeners too. So you need to go to our website. You go to our website and uh, www.imtalk.me, and we've got the codes on there. And it is, it is, it is, it is. Uh, imtalk.me. That's our website, by the way. And. John's pulling it up. But basically yoga sync is that, you know, you get to put the, these yoga syncs together. Basically what they do is they have all the different movements. You combine them in a way that you want to put together and then it creates a video of that workout for you. And what I'm loving it because I like to only do like 20 minutes just because I'm kind of busy. I can pop in and get five, six good movements in, really focus on those areas that are working for me and I get it done. I really like it. So if you want any codes for any of our stuff, you go to our sponsors on our website and then go promo codes, use the code IMTALKG to trial the gold plan. And the gold plan is basically where you're just using their pre-made sinks. Or if you want to give it a go at 
um, creating your own ones, then you need to go on the platinum um, version and then use the code IMTALKP. And it basically gives you a one month trial for $1 US. After that, your payments do kick in automatically. So if you don't want to carry on with it, you may need to make sure you cancel that. There's no obligation to carry on. You don't have to sign up for any particular period, but if you're going to, if you're not going to do it, you do need to cancel it. So check it out via IMTALK.me and we have their, I thought we had their logo on our website. We do. We have to get the logo on the website as well. And that links to the website. Our sponsor. Coffeesofhawaii.com. I did notice that um, I saw a picture on Coffees of Hawaii the other day. They've still got the, the Chrissy, Chrissy blend on there. So if you want to commemorate. It's historical. Historical. How much, how much longer that goes on for, we don't know. But holidays are coming up. They've got a holiday dark roast. For our 2012 limited edition offering, we have chosen two custom roastings of our 100% Oha beans from the North Shore. This coffee is a European dark roast. It's full bodied, very smooth, and a hint of maple. The flavour carries through to the end. Perfect for the Christmas morning pick me up. Choose the holiday medium roast link to the left if you desire a lighter roast. John, I always talk about for men the gift thing, but they've actually got a good idea here. You can put some coffee in the stocking. There you go. Get your kids even more wired than what they might be. <laughs> Put some coffee beans in there for them. What age should you let your kids start drinking coffee? Is this something you drink, as you can probably hear? Any, any age is fine, Bevan. I've got no idea. Well, look, if Thomas started drinking coffee now. Albert, is there anything wrong with that? Let us know. Well, it's interesting because you, you, your kids would drink Coke. <clears throat> Mine don't, but yeah. Well, kids do. My kids won't. <laughs> Your kids are going to be those kids who like go out when they finally get and they realise there's sugar in the world. <laughs> but old, old Yancey, when he came riding at, at uh, seven o'clock on a on on a Saturday morning, had the full bottle of Coke on his bike, and I was like, "Geez, mate, it's a bit early in the morning for Coke." Nah, I'm into it. Into it. Into Love it. it for your teeth. Did yeah. that person email? Did you get back in contact with that dentist? You didn't forward it to me. Yes, I did. I did. Okay. I'm going to prove it to you. But anyway, because yeah, cause my daughter started drinking a bit of coffee now and a bit of tea, and she's 15, but she, it's kind of happened in the last, you know, kind of 18 months. But, was, you know, kids, kids do get caffeine. Yeah, it'd be the st- stimulant factor I'd be, that's all I'd be slightly worried about. I would have thought once they're in their teens, be fine. Prior to that. Well, but, but sure that's what I'm fine. saying, like they drink Coke. Mm. Kids, a lot of kids, yeah, yeah interesting. It's just should. interesting that kids don't drink coffee. They shouldn't drink Coke. Well, zero? No. Cancer. Cancer. <laughs> exactly. Damn that bloody PepsiCo and they'll read Noakes' book and you'll, they'll tell you how bad all those those things are. <sighs> but Noakes says he has lots of meat, doesn't he? You must, your mind must battle, John. My mind is blown, Kevin. <laughs> because you've got this China study saying don't eat meat and then you've got Noakes saying eat as much meat as you can. Yeah. Protein and fat's his message now, isn't it? Stay away from carbs. Even if that was right, I don't think I, just don't think I could stomach it. I could not stomach having, I don't know, it just, it's gross. Blech. You've just been conditioned, John. You've believed the message they told us. <laughs> You've believed the lies. Okay, um, we, oh, music, music? Coffeesofhawaii.com. If you need the promo codes, <coughs> go to imtalk.me, click on sponsors, promo codes. Okay. And get yourself some Christmas cheer and uh, the Christmas pick-me-up with the holiday dark roast. You could use, if you've got kids as well, mm. you could use it to your advantage because let's, let's be honest, kids are full on on Christmas morning, aren't they? Yeah. So what you do is the first thing you do on Christmas morning, you get up, you make yourself a nice cup of coffee, you breathe for a second, you wait 15 minutes for that coffee to hit you, and then you wake the kids up. And if you're in, the, in, in New Zealand or Australia where it's obviously hot, get the old iced coffee going. 
John, you're a bloody genius. Mm. Anyway, let's put some music on. Jombo, I've been um, learning a song on the piano. Do, mm-hmm. do you know that song, I'm Kissing You by Desiree? Did you ever watch the movie Romeo and Juliet? It's a bit of a romantic love song. It's Possibly. About breaking up, but it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I've been learning on the piano for about the last couple of months, and it's kind of been a little bit of a step. It's not that much of a step up, but I've been trying to play it really, really well. And when you want to play a song really well, you've got to put hours into it to really mm-hmm. nail it. And uh, Joe goes to me yesterday, when are you going to stop start learning another song? Because <laughs> he's obviously <laughs> sick of it. Yeah. So guess what song I started learning yesterday, mate? Um, Kermit the Frog, Rainbow yes, Connection. Yes, you Rainbow know? Connection. Someday, Someday we'll find it, the Rainbow Connection, for lovers and dreamers and me. Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson. Oh no, that'd be terrible. Do you know what I mean? It's a good song, but I think if you could, if you Michael Jackson pulls it off, but if you're singing, I'm stunned. No, but I'm not going to sing it. You're going to sing it, oh, and you sing no. it pretty good then. No, because yeah. it's, it's one of those building songs that really gains the momentum, and then you really start getting yeah. into it. Yeah, I'm just thinking if you didn't have a good voice and stuff, that would be a shocker. I'm getting lessons tomorrow. I'm getting a new tutor tomorrow. Good. He's going to come around to my house, which I'm loving because mm. it was fifty bucks to get him for an hour, which you know that's what you pay. And you could go see him. He's about 20 minutes up the road. I said, oh, I'm paying the butt. And then he goes, oh, I sometimes go to people. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come around to me, yeah. <laughs> Save my time. Sorry, I've got to have an assessment tomorrow. I'm pretty yeah. excited. Yeah. Let's go exams? Rocking. Well, I don't know if I'll ever do proper official exams, but mm. I'm, I'm probably, if, if those of you know much about piano, I'll probably sit in a kind of mid-grade four right now, mm. heading towards grade five level. So I'm okay. Okay. When you say, like, porno, he's a legend. Mm. I think I got to grade eight. Nice. Which what's is the highest? What's, what's I think grade what's, nine, and then you go teachers, or, or grade eight, and then you go teachers. But grade eight, if you're a grade eight pianist, you're mean. Mm-hmm. And porno, porno comes around, it breaks my heart. Well, doesn't it? He actually, I find it inspirational. He comes around, and I practice for hours every day, mm. and I'm slowly getting better. But he comes around, and he just, he just bang, and he just nails it. It's awesome. It's an inspiration. Anyway, John, sorry I doped. Yep, this is just a quick website this week. James the Wise One Botel. He only gave himself five out of ten. Well, he should have given himself ten out of ten because it's here. It's made it. Yep, tell us about Sorry, it. Sorryhotope.com. It's just a bit of a piss take uh, of uh, writing a little, your own little um, doping confession. And uh, you can go in there and you can say, whom did you let down? Your friends, your family, your teammates, your fans, your sponsors, your creditors. Uh, what products did you use? Um, did you did you want to dope? Why did you dope? When did you dope? Um, how did you feel about your actions? And then what that does, it creates a little piss take letter that you can send out to people. And uh, Well, it turns out a lot of people have drugged John. George yeah. Bush, Jr. Yeah. yeah. Among other things, he did blood transfusions. We've got Mick Romney, did some Romney, did some EPO. Yeah. Barack Obama. He's used ecto vegan. Yeah. Um, Muhammad Ali used yeah. everything. Um, yeah. Um, and then you can see some. They've got on there also some uh, some of their the just, comments. Just the comments. Um, I love all my adoring fans. Uh, I know you paid me the money, and with all the ad revenue, I know your um, ROI made it worthwhile. However, recent developments have convinced me that I can no longer continue. Namely, the hallucinations. Um, hallucinations that won't let me sleep and the sound of Frankie Goes to Hollywood ringing in my ears. <laughs> there's all sorts of, it's quite entertaining if you go through here. Uh, my only regret, getting caught. I am an idiot, Lance. 
<laughs> you can put your names in there. Exactly. So, so it's a good little fun website to go put some fun stuff go. on. Have a bit of a laugh. Some people got some funny comments on here as well. So it's sorryidoped.com. There you go. Okay. Questions and answers. I don't know if I've answered this one before or not, but um, it was a bit of a random one. Mark um, Antrim sent this through. Coach's Corner. If someone wants to train for a nine-hour 30 Ironman, how fast should they be capable of going over the shorter distance before starting Ironman-specific blocks? Um, so what are you saying? Should I should I be able to do a 215 yeah. Olympic? So it's, um, it's, it's very hard. I think the only time you can really compare is if you're going to go and do a half Ironman distance race on the same course. So in New Zealand, we have the Taupo half Ironman. Which was a couple of weeks ago? Uh, yep, no, it's this weekend. Yeah, it's oh, coming out this weekend. Okay, that's two. Uh, and I'm um, sure you knew that. No, I didn't know that actually because I know I go doing it. And then you've got the Taupo Full, and I'm I'm pretty sure it covers the exact same course. It's very, it is, very it's close one to of, it. It's pretty much um, yep. And when you do that, then you can say, well, I've done that for a half. And generally, from what I can see, um, you add around about 15, maximum 20, up to 20% if you're at the slower end of things um, to your time and then that'll give you a bit of a ballpark estimate of what you're capable of doing. But if you're looking for a, for a nine-hour Ironman, typically you're looking for... Nine and a half. Nine and a half. One-hour swim, about a 5.10 bike and a 3.20 run, assuming you're a pretty even, balanced athlete. And if you want to be running a 3.20 marathon, then you need to be able to do um, under three hours pretty comfortably for a fresh marathon. And I think the running side of things is, is the easiest way to say, well, if I want to do a, this the XYZ in, a, in an Ironman... I need to be able to run that fresh, and uh, and that's probably your best indicator. In terms of sprint distance, Olympic distance, I don't. It's too far off. It's a different I, I, sport. I, it, it, yeah, it's not necessarily an indicator of how fast. I, I know plenty of guys that are pretty crappy at sprints and Olympics. Yet they can pump out a ten-hour Ironman, yeah. and uh, I don't think it's the best indicator for you. So. Jeremiah Alexander, I've got a question regarding coaching. I've been doing triathlon for about five years now, and I've never had a coach. I'm looking at doing another Ironman in 2014, Project 2014, John. Nice, just keep listening, and you won't have to get a coach at all. Just follow John. I want to improve over my last two outings. Since I'm in my mid-20s and I don't have a lot of extra cash, I could probably afford to get a coach for about four months. When would be the best time leading up to an Ironman to have a coach? That's a good question, isn't it? Because for a lot of people out there, a coach is an expense they can't afford. Oh, totally. And so, you know, they might get some programs off the net or they might, you know, look for a cheaper version of a coach. But, you know, like if you, let's say you can have, you know, you can save a bit of cash, which is mm. going to afford your coach for four months. Well, I think if you're on a long-term project here like Jeremiah, mm. that four months is, I don't think that's the best strategy. Use, strategy use of your money. If you're thinking, right, I've got a year and a half or, or nearly two years on my, on my hands here, this is how much money I can allocate to coaching and then figuring out how you can get the best use of it over a two-year period because in that final um, four months, if you get a coach, yes, they'll give you a good program to follow and you'll you'll have nice race fitness for, for race day and hopefully that coach would also um, assist in terms of race planning, nutritional planning and all that sort of stuff. But the big, big gains are probably going to yeah, be what's, what's going to be earlier on. And so my advice to, to, to you if, you, if, you, if you, you're on a very limited budget, would probably be looking at like maybe looking at the guys like Endurance Corner or um, Mark Allen or someone like that where they've got 
packages where you can sign up and you basically get an automated program so you know you're going to be following a pretty good program for that two-year period and then maybe trying to I don't know, arrange consultations or um, I don't know one-on-ones whether you can do that sort of stuff um, key periods at, at, yeah sort of key periods so, so you, what you want to be doing now is planning uh, basically a, a two year period and saying right that's going to be my man I'm going to spend this six months focusing on you know might be off season now running I'm going to have, have a run block there and then I'm going to do a season of half Ironmans and then I'm going to have a break and then I'm going to have a, a bike period there and then I'm going to go into my 16 week build up um, but I think you really want to be mapping out a two year period and, uh, and rather than just having a coach for that last 16 weeks getting some advice on how to structure that two-year period I think would be of better value because ultimately when it does come down to that last 16 weeks um, the the training that you do is is important and obviously if you've got a coach there they're going to give you you do want someone there as well because you don't want to burn out yeah but but, you know it's not a perfect world for you and I and I think that spreading that load over a two-year period would be better than just looking at somebody for the last sort of uh, last sort of four months or so but so Endurance Corner, I think, was probably a good option because they've got the, the program there, you've got the forum support, and you can probably have some one-on-ones with some of their um, guys as well. So check that out. Nice work. Um, just got the one from Nemo about Husher, which is all good. We've already talked about that. Um, just got a couple of quick ones here, John. We've got an email coming from, from Jeff the Curry, the Explosion Curry, mm-hmm. sending through this week's photo. It's a good photo. You see, when you for, when you reply to those things, I don't get to see the photos. Well, we have to go to our website, www.hometalk.me. Him and Frank McVie were at the Tri-Limits Duathlon um, and, and Cregan, uh, pronounced Anne Cregan, in Northern Ireland on the 1st of December, rocking the I Am Talk gear. It was bloody freezing, mm-hmm. um, but they've got the gear on. They've got the tri-suits, and uh, I think even one of them had the tri-top on, the top on, over the tri-suit. Nice. Yeah, it's looking pretty cool. So that's, that's this week's photo. We've got a few good photos coming through over the next few weeks, but that's this week's one. And then Adam Laycott's got, hey, fellas, never been um, worried about the outcome of the cool contest until you mentioned, oh, wait a second. Oh, Okay, about the beer versus, he's talking about the beer Grizzly, versus... The grizzly versus the polar bear? Yeah, he's got never uh, been that worried about the outcome of this contest until you mentioned that these bad boys and girls can mate. Got me thinking that if it happened, then your contest is irrelevant because they would produce the daddy of full-coloured creatures. Yes, a ginger beer. As a member of the master race, redhead myself, I know that this beer could potentially take over the world and dominate the kingdom. Better tell the animal kingdom that the ginger beer is coming. There you go. He's also got a bit about Andrew Sakowitz and just saying it's great to hear an interview. No power numbers to his... Um, no power numbers... To limit his race, heart rate and feeling guidance for his performance. Sounded like a really relaxed uh, guy, good technique and great awareness is where his potential pitfalls could lead to a great performance. Nice. Mm. So, And he was also, I think it was him who was just saying it's good to have an American guy, potentially, or someone, maybe it was Adam or someone else sent through just saying, nice to have someone, because Pot's... Like you're saying, it's nice to have Andrew still doing other types of racing and doing well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you know, Potts now has just gone Ironman, and you know he was kind of the great American hope for a while, wasn't he? He was. Who's yeah. great? Who's great Olympic distance American at the moment? For the Americans, the yeah. uh, the young uh, guy, yeah, Verbeckis. Is, is, is he pretty sharp? Is he? Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's been there's been talk about him for about three years now. Hasn't yeah, yeah. Now he's a business, but he got uh, he got I think he's on his <clears> comeback. He got I think he had a really bad bike crash or something somewhere. But no, he's he's a real potential. Potential winner, like gold medalist? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. 
Yeah, definitely. He can run like nobody's business. John, what about going to run like Brownlee? Uh, I think he's in that league. Yeah, he's in that league. Wow. Yeah. So, but I think his swim's still a bit suspect. But he'll he'll get that sorted. I don't think it's terrible. He's just a little bit suspect. So, yeah, he 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 is showing the signs, sort of like. How old is he now? Oh, he's still pretty young, you know, because Brownlee came onto the scene just before Beijing. Yeah. Um, and then boom, the next season he was a business. He, yeah. he was all over it. So, yeah, he could be a potential. Oh, that's good. Uh, John, there's yes. a game of rugby on the weekend. I didn't actually see the game. Did Not you see I. It? Did you see it? I don't plan to either. <laughs> the, Damn, palms, well, the palms well, caned us, didn't the they? Welsh and the palms colluded to give us all food poisoning and exactly. uh, crushed us. It's Apparently it wasn't just a beating, it was a crushing. Apparently, they, well, I didn't see the game because I got an email in the morning. I was going to watch it and I got an email in the morning for a photo of the pommy scoring the try. Yeah. And John Lowe actually saying... What's all this about? Suck on that and one, thought, boys. I'm not watching this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that, well done, the Poms. Well done, the Poms. Yeah, it's like a second biggest loss of all time. I thought it was the biggest. No, I think it was the second biggest loss oh. of all time. The first time we've lost in the Europe in the last 10 years. That's got to be a sh- the, the Poms will be going mental because this is this, this is like the Everest of... Yeah. Like, beating the All Blacks is, yeah, is totally. Everest. And, uh, and you know what? Yeah, it's a pretty good team at the moment. Like you, you, oh. New Zealand can look to some good excuses, but you know what? The Poms beat us and they did well. Yeah, it's just a shot. I'd be much happier for the Poms if they beat us without this food poisoning thing hanging over them. That's got to have some effect on them. Um, yeah, I know, but, but are you going to cure I, I, that if you're a Pom? Not really, but they, they, they'd feel better if there was no excuses. And that was that was a bit of an, bit of an excuse. But anyway, they won fair and square and, uh, and it was an absolute pounding by the sounds of it. So well done, the Poms. Yep, they, I'm not happy about it, though. Apparently they played good rugby as well. Yeah. Because for us, us Kiwis and us Southern Hemisphere rugby lovers, we kind of look at the European game and we always feel it's a bit boring. It's just kick and you know, kind of forward-dominated, not much running rugby. But apparently they played bloody good rugby as well. So well done, the Poms. Nice work. We're the, we can be the better person, can't we, John? We can. Uh, what else is happening this weekend, John? This weekend, we've got the House Travel Triathlon Festival. And it could, it could be quite interesting. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. The numbers are down a bit on last year. I don't quite know why. There seems to be lots on this weekend. Uh. Lots on. But anyway, it's still the, the elite race could be quite interesting. Really? Well, we've, got, we've got the handicap going again. We've got Nikki Samuels coming back. Oh, it's hers. She's claiming she's fat and unfit. Whatever. Whatever. Every athlete says that. And then you play her on the, on the scene. Wait a second. Jane Dwan? No. <sighs> Jenna Crawford. Oh, yeah. how'd you manage to pull that one out of here? Uh, she's, in, she's in town. Uh, and uh, she's okay to race with a TT bike and air helmet. I said, Yeah, you're in. <laughs> you're in. She could have gone, Is it okay to use a motorbike? Yep, you're in. <laughs> so that could be quite interesting. And uh, the handicap thing. There's no, the, the guys. How do you go, so what's the handicap you have between those two? Because Nikki's going to be faster. Oh, the girls don't. There's no handicap within sixes. It's just girls versus guys. What do you mean? Well, so the girls get a, will probably get a four and a half minute head start on the guys. Oh, okay. So Nikki should. I would expect Nikki to reasonably comfortably beat Gina just because Nikki's short course and Gina's long course. Yeah. Um, but last year the girls got, I think it was five minutes. Last year was a great race. And it was very close. The standard on the guys' side is not quite as high this year. There's still some some good, really good guys there. Um, Peter Gomez wasn't in town. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to go, I'm going to check the time. So it's probably going to be four and a half minutes. Um, and there's a few guys that are of pretty equal ability, so it could be, could be quite interesting. Did I tell you about my um, my James Bond problem? No, you telling me the movie was good last week. Oh, definitely. Did you go see it? No, not yet. No. no. Um, so after the James Bond, because the villain's name, the guy who plays the villain is Javier... And he, there wasn't enough of him. Bardem. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, yeah, I totally stand by that. It was very good. 
But I thought it was Javier Gomez. So after I was going, oh, there should have been more Javier Gomez in the, <laughs> on the movie. And this girl, one of Kate who went with us, she was like, who's Javier Gomez? And, you know, he's the villain. No, I'm sure it's not his name. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, are you pulled up the Squarespace spot yet? Yeah, I'm trying to, but I can't find it. Okay. Tell us about your race. So yeah. I, th- I can't, I haven't, with this thing here, it basically has all the names that people have submitted. So I can't quite remember where we were up to last week. I'm pretty sure, but we definitely did Michael Johnson last week. Went back and listened to last week's show and uh, we found out it was Tim Perkin who was the last person last week. So have we got here? What's happening here, John? Stuart Barrington, Quadrathon. Not sure if we gave you that nickname or not. Did I, man, Arizona, 1148, Bevan? Yes. Was it a PB? Yes. Oh, oh, we didn't put the music on. I'll put it on there. Oh, no, I can do that in post. Okay. The music, they heard the music. Okay, James Lawrence did the Try and Give a Damn or Iron Cowboy. Oh, that's Iron Cowboy. Yeah. Oh, he did a race last weekend. Yeah, I mean, Cosimo. And then he did, that was the weekend before. Cosimo. Cosimo. And he did um, 13, 15 there. It wasn't a PB, but when I mean, you're in 30 in a year. Yeah. You know, you're probably not going to get PB every race, so good on him. And he backed it up with the hits race at the weekend as well. Yep, nice. It's, then somebody tried to spam us with with, with something or other. Thank you, robot. Scott Horns did Iron Man Cosmo, and he did eleven hours thirty. He's got a boo next to it, which makes boo. me think he didn't have a very good day. No, he didn't get his PB. No PB. Doesn't matter because James Child. How's that one? Childry. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, Joey Cozumel did 12 34 for a PB, John. Nice. Yes. Bart Strape, uh, sta- no, Stape, Bart Stape, Stape did Stape. Uh, I Man Arizona, 11 Bevan. Yeah. It was a PB. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, Stephen Johnson, I Man Arizona, goes into sub 10 club, John. Mm-hmm. 9 55 nice. 18 for a PB. Nice. If you, want, okay. if you want to tell us about your race, go to our imtalk.me and then there's a little tab there that says tell us about your race and you just fill in those basic details and you get a bit of love on the show. We want more people to do it, so get stuck in. Well, also, we're going to go into quiet season as well. Yeah. Yeah. But when we get back. So we've got your Aussies, your Aussies in Western Australia next week. And, and next week's discussion is going to be... Sorting out the, the different the awards. The awards ceremony. Levels. Because I think the thing is, if you're out there and having a bad day... And you're going, oh, I could only put, you know, I can get 12 hours, but you know what, 12, 15 is okay. Mm. You know, you're not trying to win your age group, so there's lots of reasons to not be motivated. But if you know you're going to be on the show and getting under 12 hours means you go silver medal, yeah. you're going to go, you know what, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to do it. Din, 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 din. Din, din, din. Bevan, what's, we've got a, a, I've added a few more uh, songs to the mix. Uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. What have you added? Bit of Gangnam Style. Oh, Gangnam Style. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. But Linda hates it. I've taught the kids how to do Gangnam Style. Can you do Gangnam Style? Oh, yeah. Oh, John Newsom. Yeah. Um, I can't even do Gangnam Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. do you do the legs as well? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. doing it for me now. Yeah? The feet's the hard thing. I can't do those, those feet. Oh, it's no, just do the cross arms. Yeah, the cross arms and the sort of whipping. And, uh, yep. And Tommy, teaching your kids to whip, eh? Tommy hey, jumps. sexy lady. There's one bit where um, they go between the legs and Tommy jumps between my legs. <laughs> pretty funny uh, there's been a few other additions on there I think you'd be pleased some some good stuff yeah so we'll uh, we'll have the music well, we've got to think of a, a, a good song for, for the elites going in we can, I'll have a look through my playlist and go have a good mm. I, I don't know if I the Tiger is I have Tiger's I think you need a you need a remix BT mix yeah I have Tiger's just a bit slow nowadays mm, mm. you know it's a good song but it's not yeah you know you need the boom, 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 boom. Mm, mm. something like that I just made that up 
So that's what's coming up this weekend. Big race. Anything else been happening? Um, oh, quickly sponsors. Coffeesofway.com. Um, Christmas morning lift. Athlinks. Um, what's just it? make a difference in your race. Yeah. What, what did you call it? The oh. What if or? Um, if, what was it? If I. W-I-F, the whiff, was it? Yeah. What a factor. The what a factor. Yeah. Yes. And extreme endurance. Um, your lactic buffer. Okay, John. Forgot to say, Bevan, uh, latest edition of Legends of Triathlon is out. Oh, Rob yeah. Burrell. We've got some feedback saying it's the best one yet. Yes. was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I was quite pleased with that one. You happy with that one? Yep. So if you want to listen to that, go to www.legendsoftriathlon.com and uh, you can get it from there. You can get it from iTunes like you normally would. Just subscribe on iTunes. If you Actually, you know what? If you like our shows, go on iTunes and give a bit of feedback. People seem to, it just seems to help give us credibility. We've got lots of good feedback and the people who have done that, we really appreciate it. But you may want to go and do it again. Blue 70 wetsuit is up for auction. Oh. Um, probably have a few, got a few days left to go on that. But if nice. you want to get yourself a nice Blue 70 wetsuit and support the show at the same time, get on there. Um, we've got the link on legendsoftriathlon.com. Okay, John. So what's your goss? My goss. Uh, I haven't thought about this, Bevan. Uh, have you got any goss? Went to Blenheim. Mm-hmm. Went for the race. Mm-hmm. That was heaps of fun. Cranking that. Was this on Sunday? Saturday. <sighs> Jeez, it was hot on Sunday. Sunday here. Yeah. We got back about lunch. It was scorching. Yeah, yeah. 30 yeah. degrees. Yeah, it was nice. Oh, the cat's gone mental. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was just a good weekend. It was quite fun, actually, because we go away with the crew and we make it a whole crew weekend. And then we go out for dinner on the Saturday night and a few people get a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Joe and I left just as people were in, Dr. Tri- Triple DJ, Dr. Dave. Mm-hmm. I mean, Super Dave, mm-hmm. was uh, he stayed with us. Yeah. He yeah. slept on our couch. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that was all good. And um, um, not much else, really. No. no I've got oh, work due this weekend? Oh, yes. Work gossip, John? Yes. I suppose there's no problem about being self-employed. You don't really have a work due, do you? No, you don't. No. <laughs> no, you don't. No, <laughs> do you get lonely? Uh, no. No, because I, I, I was doing some modelling last week because I'm a part-time supermodel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, for the Christchurch Tourism Board, actually. Mm-hmm. So if you come to Christchurch, nice. you might see a picture of me. Cool. Pretending I'm doing something I'm loving. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. But we're doing some modelling, and uh, the people I was modelling with, uh, some of them have been self-employed in the past. They were quite cool people. It's quite fun. You just kind of sit around talking. They take photos of you. But um, they, they've they been self-employed, and they've both gone back to normal jobs, and they said how lonely they got when they were self-employed. Mm. And I'm kind of self-employed as well. Like, I mainly... During the day, I'm at home, but mm. I work in a very social job at the gym. So when I go to the gym, it's very social, so I get mm. those social needs met. But... Oh, you know, for people who are, you know, you mainly work from home. Yeah. Um, but I've always been like that, so it's just the norm Sweaters, for me. You know, I've yeah. always been a student and an athlete, and I've only worked in a, even when I was working in the UK, it was still um, a sales rep job, so I was, you know, sort of working by myself most of the time. So. It's funny when you work for yourself, you forget the hassles of having workmates, don't you? Mm-hmm. You know, like like I've had workmates who are really good mates, yeah. but then your workmates are real pain in the butt, yeah. and you forget about that, don't you? But it's also when you're in the work environment, you can't get stuff done because people want to talk to you and things like that. Oh, I'd do your hidden. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. Yeah. I distract everyone else and then get back to my own work and focus. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'd be, I'd be the guy with the ears in, you know, the message of leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have the ears on all day if I was working around here. <laughs> Uh, good times. Anything uh, else? No, not really. Done your no. Christmas shopping? Got very minimal Christmas shopping to do. Why? Very minimal. Because we do uh, Secret Santa for Belinda's side of the family. And then Belinda takes care of all that she 
takes care of pretty much everything else and uh, we're not really getting any, each other anything. So. Hey John, you've got to get her something. Well, she's off buying bloody <clears throat> things off eBay and What'd you buy? This, she bought a flipping $200 bracelet yesterday off eBay. And I'm like, well, yeah, she said that's her Christmas present. That's fine. I bought, I bought a $500 blender the other day. Five? Or is it Blendtec? Uh, no, it's not. They're like 1000 Really? And the Vitamix ones are like 1500 to two grand. Why would you want 500? I've got a blender. It's about 30 bucks. That's not cutting the mustard. We are going smoothies at our place. So this is, this is an interesting thing. <laughs> Here we go. Trying to study, is it? I've got a... Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> well, it sort of is, isn't it? But no, um, no, I really want to get into... I've, I've wanted to get into my um, smoothies and stuff in quite a big way. And not just smoothies with milk and protein powder. It's where you're chucking in all your fruit and vegetables and it's just munching them up. You put so it, you, it's more like a, a fruit blender? Yeah. Or yeah. a fruit It's like the one you... A, no, 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 it's still a blender. You can chuck in, and it's like green smoothies and things like that. You know, oh. you can chuck in um, yep. um, all your green leafy things. dollars Yeah, no, Blender wasn't particularly happy about it. No, but I, I can but imagine. I it. So this you bought a suit recently, you bought a blender. <laughs> You've known being a tight butt, mate, and it's not happening. I didn't make a particularly good call last night. I said to Blender, look, I just, I just think you just need to tighten back on things a little bit. <laughs> she said, right, where's the... Where's that email for that bloody blender? Cancelling it now. <laughs> Didn't go down very well. I got another mate who's a bit of a cyclist, and uh, his wife went off from him because he loves buying cycling stuff, and he went and bought like 200 bucks for cycling stuff, and she wasn't happy with him. And then he checked out the visa bill, and she'd spent like, you know, thousand bucks on some sort of stuff for her. Yeah. And he's like, What's all that about, Willis? <laughs> he wasn't happy. So, anyway, um, so Tom, we've had all these hassles with Thomas with his, with his food. Yep. So he's gluten-free, he's gone dairy-free, and we're still not really on top of things. Uh, his skin's still pretty bad, and uh, it's doing our head and trying to figure it out. Last week we went to, I think you call him a, a naturopath, yep. I think. Yep, yep. And um, really interesting, they did all this testing with him. It basically made him a circuit, and he was holding one thing in one hand, this sort of little metal bar that had a cable going into it and then he'd hold uh, another on, on his other hand she'd have this little pricker type thing and she'd press that into some nerve on his uh, on his fingers and it would start the machine start buzzing away and it would say um you know if, if it was a normal current or if it was some sort of thing and as she was going through doing it um all the things that um we knew he was allergic to was it's obviously working and we found out a few other things in there as well so I'll be interested to see where it leads to because one thing that picked up on um, was soy which is a real hassle because we were giving him quite a bit of soy um, and he's got some sort of allergy to soy as well so no dairy no soy oh man creates a bit of a challenge and then the other thing for him was uh, mould and Belinda is a clean freak so I don't think mould's too much of an issue for us and then the other thing was pollens Um, oh really so your kid's got everything yeah so like drying washing and stuff outside um, we're sort of going to dry all his washing and all the sheets because we noticed that picks up the pollen. Yeah, but when he when we clean his sheets, you'd think, oh, sweet, this bed's going to be really nice and clean, but he'd often be scratchy. We hadn't really put two and two together with that, so be interesting to see. And if it all pulls off, does he does he grow out of it? Um, hopefully, but his stomach lining now is is pretty screwed up. Um, so we've got to we're really going on to different sorts of probiotics and different things. And if it all, if it all works, I'll be really interested to get this person on because it's um, it's alternative therapy, you know, it's um, yeah, a lot it of herbs, herbs, herbs and things like that. Like that. Uh, and it's, it's a bit funky, a bit out there, but I'm going to give it a try and if it heals it up, I'll get the person on the show and let you know about it. Quite different. Mm, but interesting that this circuitry type thing is without us even saying, look out for this, this and this, she'd say, oh, that was gluten. Oh, yep. And that was uh, that was dairy. Oh, yeah. So My Joe's allergic to metal. Yep. No, he he did all the metals, and he was okay with metals, which was. So she wears a belt. She gets a rash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, she can't, like you can't. Like I couldn't buy her a gold ring. Or, mm. Well, some kind of jewelry. I can't buy her. Mm. 
That's why I don't. Yeah, so. <laughs> so it was it was interesting, but they certainly tested for medals. Mm. Wow, well, there you go. Right, up, terrestrial show today. Don't Still got now fifty out. Nice. Jeez, we're getting long nowadays, aren't mm. we? Jesus Christ. Uh, Ready, hey. I'm Russ. Oh, you do that. Don't you? I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.